like that? That's how I always reaffirm myself. Give me another one. Tony Bruno. See? Give me another one. Tony Bruno. <laughs> you say it real fast now? Tony Bruno. Nice. You say it real slow now? Tony Bruno. Can you get deeper? Deeper? <laughs> <laughs> You're a bad man. You're a bad man. Tony Bruno. Tony Bruno. And now. Oh, Tony Bruno. Stop it! Here is Tony Bruno. Hey, kids. Are we on? Robin, once yes, again. Yes, we are on. Because she watches TV down here at night. Where's the damn remote? Jeez. Is this how this Friday show is going to start? Yes. <clears throat> I got somebody else's uh, show on my uh, feed here on our Twitch.tv, Bruno Nation Live. Hello, welcome. Are you ready, kids? What are you supposed to say, Robin? Yes, Uncle Tony, we're ready. I don't know what it is. No, that's not what you're supposed to say. (laughs) Ryan Hassey's here from the fifth quarter. Are you ready, kids? I'm ready to rumble. That's not the right answer. What is the right answer? Aye, aye, Captain. Oh, from SpongeBob. Are you ready? Maybe I should have done it like this. Are you ready, kids? That's better. Aye, aye, Captain. Thank you. There we go. Is that better? Oh, who lives in the basement on South Philly? Tony Squarepants. It doesn't work that way. (laughs) Nobody can ever replace SpongeBob. Hello, it's Friday, May 3rd. We are coming to you from the epicenter of where sports matters, South Philadelphia, my hometown, where last night the Philadelphia 76ers put on a national display, an international display of basketball greatness. Joel Embiid, if you didn't know who he was before last night, you probably haven't been paid to paying attention to basketball and you don't care. But if you saw him last night on ESPN and the highlights, I have now created a new hashtag. I want to get this trending. I'm not a guy who like, hey, let's get this trending. But today I'm going to be one of those guys that says, hey, let's get this rent trending. There's all kinds of trends. Here they come if you're a Sixer fan. Uh, Philly, Unite. Ryan Hassey, now you no, do. it's not Philly. It's Phil-la. Philadelphia. Philla. Philla. Unite. Yeah, but we say Philly Unite, but the actual hashtag is P-H-I-L-A Unite. Correct. I've been trying to unite this city for 60 years. You think they're paying attention? Finally, Ryan Hassey, who started out as an intern for us on the podcast, now has moved on to bigger and better things, still does his own podcast, the fifth quarter, right? You bet. Would that be overtime? Can you call it overtime if it's the fifth quarter? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, something that symbolizes us is we have the PH for Philadelphia. So that's we kind of came up with that about two years ago. That's awesome. The fifth quarter. It's not like the 19th hole. Exactly. Except there's no alcohol on the fifth quarter, is there? Uh, well, it depends. Uh, sometimes we'll bring in some Jack Daniels if, if we're celebrating a big win like last night. We would exactly. have some Jack Daniels if it was uh, our show today. You know what we say today on this show, though? Robin? Yes. You don't have my machine. Oh, I don't have it plugged in. I'm sorry. <laughs> I unplugged it to get it ready. Ha! Ha! See what I have to deal with, folks? You have to deal. I get ready upstairs, and then I come down here like 20 <laughs> minutes before the show, and I expect everything to be ready. You see, like, hosts coming down and setting the cameras and getting the mic? No, you come down, you sit down, you prepare, and you do the show. But that's what you do when you're starting this up. So. That's the fact, Jack! It would have worked better 30 seconds ago. But anyway, we're underwear. We're going to have a fun Friday. Freaky Friday, Friday feelings, and all the other stuff. So here's the hashtag I want everybody to get trending. Embeast. E-M-E-M-B-E-A-S-T. 
E M. E M. Instead of Embiid, which is E M B I I D. Right. It's Embiid. You like that one? I do. I do. And I want credit for it. Got the real, the real in the background, people. Because this is not like a fake studio. Everything in here is real, and some of it's spectacular. We want to welcome everybody on Twitch.tv, Bruno Nation Live. Our Instagram followers now joining in. All of our followers everywhere. Twitter, wherever you are, go to twitch.tv slash Bruno Nation Live. You can watch the show live every day. You can subscribe. You make sure you follow first and foremost, all right? First and foremost, follow the show. On Twitch.tv, right. Bruno Nation Live. And for those of you who are tuning in on Periscope, YouTube, and Facebook Live, we're doing like a switch and bait on you. No, it's a bait and switch. Bait and switch? But we're not baiting bait and, and switching anything. We're no, doing no, no. like an HBO preview. You know, on all the cable channels, this weekend there's going to be a preview. You get all these channels, you get to watch all their shows with the hopes of subscribing. You don't even have to subscribe to watch this show, but obviously we'd like you to subscribe so that we can keep doing things better and better every single day, Correct. adding more cameras and for, other important accoutrements. I know because now because of the subscribers that we already have, we are now going to be able to buy another camera. Isn't exactly. that fantastic? It's like we're building, it's like a build a bear studio. Except you don't get your kids to go in there right. and annoy you and say, "Oh mommy, I want that." And then you spend $300 building a damn bear when you could have bought your own damn bear for like 50 bucks and a really good one. But again, I love building. We built this uh, we built the yep. wine cellar ourselves. And so with, Every, with Luigi Carlo helped though, but he did yeah. mostly the grunt work. And and it's kind of like <laughs> all of you who all of you who are listening are part of the, the corpor- family, the part of the family, part of the corporation, the and umbrella. So, and so you know you're you're all helping. Exactly. You're, you, you have a you have a stake in it. Exactly. Because right. if you want to laugh every day, you got to make it work. You got to make it happen and help us make it happen. Exactly. And so we're underway. we got a lot of stuff today. Obviously, basketball. My friends from ESPN are in town doing the games. Last night, if you watched the game, you know what happened. Joel Embiid went off 33-10-5. and 33 points, 10 rebounds, 5 blocks. And I saw the stat afterwards. There's only two people in the modern NBA era who have had 33 points, 10 rebounds, and 5 blocks. Joel Embiid is two of them. There's only three people that have done this in the modern era. <laughs> So that's how dominant this guy is. He's so dominant. And I talked the other day about when people overhype things or make things sound like they're over after one game. Remember I told you about Paul Pierce after Milwaukee lost uh, game yeah. one. He said it was over. After the uh, after the Houston Rockets lost game one, a couple of analysts said they may be right on that one, though. That one is over, I think. I don't think there's any way the Houston Rockets are coming back and winning that series against the, uh, the, uh, the Warriors. But we'll see. They're down 0-2. Sixers were down 0-1, and people thought the Sixers didn't have a chance to even win a game. They're going to get swept. You know, they can't stop anybody on Toronto. And now here we are after three games. The Sixers have found a way not only to, because they're not going to stop Kawhi Leonard. I mean, the guy is a monster. He's, he's one of the best players in basketball. He's one of the best players maybe in the last six years in this league who doesn't get the attention that he deserves, but he's a guy who can do anything on the floor. But what we found out that while he still does amazing things, mm-hmm. the 76ers are a deeper, better team, which after game one, we didn't think that was possible. But now the Sixers with Embiid and, and Jimmy Butler, you know, they're starting five, which didn't play a lot together because of injuries. They've come together now and they've become a force on both ends of the floor. And so last night, dominant performance on the game on ESPN, Mike Breen, Mark Jackson, 
and Jeff Van Gundy, who we played the clip of the other day, the anniversary of Jeff Van Gundy, who was the coach of uh, the New York Knicks back in the day when he rode Alonzo Mourning's leg across the floor in that big throwdown where nobody landed a punch, but a lot of punches were thrown. That's one of the funniest moments in NBA basketball history. So Jeff Van Gundy's broadcasting yes. now. And you know, a lot of people think he looks like. Remember the, remember the movie Ghost? The guy with the bald head, the creepy guy? Not that Jeff Van Gundy's creepy, but he looks like the guy that was in Ghost. If you look at Jeff Van do a side-by-side comparison. I don't remember. I believe the... that gentleman's no longer with us. The actor, he had a bald head. He had the hair, missing hair in the middle. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was, he was one of the other ghosts. Exactly. Yeah. And people and always said angry. he looked like Jeff. He was Jeff... the poltergeist. Exactly. He said, everybody said he looked like Jeff Van Gundy. And so Jeff Van Gundy, the guy from Ghost, NBA coach, obviously does a good job. This is my favorite moment last night watching the game. Unlike, you know, the favorite moments besides Joel Embiid flying and shimmying and doing all the other things, which some people, by the way, think was showing up the other team. That's ridiculous. He wasn't showing anybody up. The scoreboard was showing up the Toronto Raptors, not Joel Embiid. And we always argue about the players aren't allowed to have fun. He wasn't show, He wasn't getting in people's faces. He was just having a great time. The building was electric. And I said this when I was watching it and tweeted it out and put it on Instagram last night during the game. I watched a lot of basketball. I don't remember feeling that kind of excitement and intensity in a building or even watching it on TV about this team. I mean, you got to go back to Allen Iverson. Forget about, remember, this team went to the Eastern Conference Finals, Doug Collins, before they started the tank and the rebuild and the whole process thing. But last night watching it, if you're if you're even a basketball fan, forget about Sixer fan, because a lot of people don't like the Sixers. Celtics fans don't. But as a basketball purist, someone who appreciates greatness when you see it, uh-huh. Joel Embiid has been great, and he's been he's obviously getting better. I mean, he's not even close to where how good he can be because he can do everything. He can defend, he can take it to the rack, and he can stand back. And Jimmy Butler is employing him to keep shooting the threes. He was feeling it. So, you know, normally you say, don't shoot threes, don't shoot threes. But they were so far ahead in that fourth quarter that Jimmy Butler, who they had miked, is saying, go ahead, man, keep shooting them. Just stand back there and shoot them. If they're not going to guard you, take the shots because you can make them. And obviously, Joel Embiid's not going to shoot 70% from three-point territory uh-huh. every single night. No, I mean, like, when you got it, got it. It was a special night. and But this is how overreaction works in sports. We do it here. I know Ryan does it on his fifth quarter podcast. We know Luigi definitely does. Luigi it. overreacts to anything, More, mostly <laughs> negative. If it's and negative, this, he really loves it. Yes, and I say this because I know he's listening. I know he is, and he's on the board right now. But uh, the thing is, we all have a tendency. Obviously, strappers who do podcasts, including myself, I put myself. I'm a strapper, but I've I've been a strapper long enough to get a little bit more respect because I've. By the way, I might have to uh, bar somebody. They just said "f you." To me? No, no, no. Oh, to, to, to who? To you or me? Luigi did. And Luigi, it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to write it. We will not have any of that kind of We may of have point. to ban one of our I own know. people from our own stream chat. Oh. It's an outrage. It is an outrage. We haven't banned anybody. Imagine banning somebody banned that somebody, works with you. I almost banned somebody yesterday. Came real close. We don't want to be banning you. That was Vincent Scavelli, Luigi points out. And it's a good, good, good catch. Vincent Scavelli was the guy in Ghost, the actor yeah. who looks like Jeff Van Gundy. Is he still alive? I don't think so, but this we'll check. This is before my time. 
You but never the movie watched goes. Ghost? I never watched I don't know oh. what the Ghost is. Oh, man, I hate to do it to you this early. It's not like it's one of those movies that no one's ever heard of and you can't be, and it's on TV all Patrick the time. Patrick Swayze and... Whoopi Goldberg. I know Whoopi who they Goldberg. are. Yeah. Pat, so Patrick Swayze and uh, Demi Moore... And it has one of the sexiest pottery. Yeah, the scenes pottery ever. throwing scene where she's throwing the she's throwing a pot. That's what they call it when you put it on the wheel. You throw the you're throwing pottery, and then uh, he goes behind her and wraps his arm. This is before it was cool. This is before it was bad. Before Joe Biden was smelling women's hair, we had ghost. And uh, and Ryan, what's not Ryan? Uh, who's the guy who wraps his hands around it? The, the great actor who's no longer Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore. Sexy scene, and they play the Righteous Brothers in oh, there, right? So good. But, I mean, it's one of the greatest movie scenes of all time. In yeah. fact, it's the only movie scene I remember from Ghost because I, I didn't really pay attention to most of the rest. But I do remember the dude, the, the other Ghost, the actor who looks like Jeff. Yeah. That's why I brought him up, not because I'm watching See Ghost. See how we this go weekend. around in a big circle and we come back. So, um, and I and and just so that I don't forget, because there's so many of them that are happening. Uh, I want to thank everybody that just started following. Um, Angel Gonzo for 8887, Philly Matt 8161. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you to all our new followers. And tell your Mojo friends. Mojo Rising 85 also. My Mojo's Rising. That was, that's not the only thing that was rising last night. I mean, that Sixer game is fun to watch. Not because I'm a homer and not because I just root for the 76ers. People think I don't root for the 76ers. That's the amazing thing. I've been rooting for this team since the 60s. When I was a young punk kid, young teenager, I was watching the 76ers, the 67 team, the greatest team, I think, of all time. And so I love basketball, and I love great basketball. And now that we're in the playoffs, we're seeing guys elevate, so to speak. But last night, during the game, Joel Embiid's putting on his absolute freak show. He's dominating. He's Everybody's flying, talking about it. And so on the broadcast with, with Mike Breen on ESPN, Mark Jackson, and, of course, the great Jeff Van Gundy, mm -hmm. Mark Jackson did something that a lot of fans would do. Not, you know, seasoned Just coaches and former great players and former coaches. He, he, he proclaimed that, that Joel Embiid could become the greatest big man ever to play during the game. And then that led, led to this exchange where Jeff Van Gundy now has provided us new sound effects that we can insert into our board for future use. It's been used by many people, but not this emphatically as Jeff Van Gundy did it last night on ESPN. Let's go to the tape. Whoops. Darn it. You knew that I was uh, setting that up. I was right up. there, and then it went. Uh, like pump, hold on. Pump the brakes. No, no, right. no pump your brakes. Are you? No, no. We're not going to do that to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell, Shaquille O'Neal, Hakeem Olajuwon, David Robertson, Patrick Ewing. Pump your brakes. The evidence is in front of us. Barring injury. <laughs> See, that, I love that because the good thing about that kind of hyperbole and fun, those guys are having fun. And usually in a game in the fourth quarter that's out of hand, you know, luckily the game was out of hand and it was in Philly and the fans were because remember the Brooklyn Nets final game where the 76ers blew them out from Jump Street, Ryan. You remember that? Mm -hmm. And it was in Philly and it was an elimination game. The Sixers blew them out. But in the second quarter, if you're watching on TV, and you want to see an exciting game, it doesn't matter who you're, who you're following. You're watching a game, and it's a 35-point blowout. It's harder for the announcers to keep the intensity level going. You know, what are they going to say? That was Spiro Didis doing that game. And he's like, it's hard to keep the intensity. You know people are tuning out. People aren't watching in a game that's completely out of hand. 
So last night in the fourth quarter, these guys were having fun. When Mark Jackson said that Joel Embiid, if he stays healthy, could be the greatest big man of all time, he might. I mean, how can you say he's not? How do you say he just doesn't have a chance? He's already doing things that no other big man has done. So again, that's fun. That's hyperbole. That's going out on the limb. But I don't have a problem with that. Even if he's wrong, but the fact that Jeff Van Gundy reacted with the pump the brakes multiple times. Yes. That was fun. Pump that the was brakes. Pump now, have you ever said pump the brakes? I've not. Is that a term that was old school? Like, no, no, like no. no. Going, Look at him dissing. Are you? The- just, wait a minute. Pump the brakes. Not so fast, my friend. By the way, I need to explain it to everybody because people are commenting on the faceless voice. Yes. Because oh. I have the camera angle. I know, Ryan. It's not, it has I nothing know, to do with fault. me. <laughs> Poor Ryan is in here. A podcast, a man who works at at at, uh, at one of our favorite locations. Switchboard.live. This is how you are seeing it. Uh, yes, we are on Twitch, but it's because of Switchboard.live that we can bring you, to, we can send us to multiple locations exactly. all, this, all at the same time. Exactly right. Because we like doing things at the same and time. And Ryan was a listener. And he became a, a fan, and then and we he had was, he was an intern on the show right, because he was going to Temple, and he needed to get an internship, and mm-hmm. so he interned for us for a little bit. And then when he graduated, he sent out a "Hey, I'm looking for work," and we already loved Switchboard and had had Rudy on, and we knew how fantastic they were. And so, just on an off chance, I said, "Hey, uh, Rudy, you looking for any new?" P- new employees. I know that you guys are growing. And he said, oh, yeah. Let, um, as a matter of fact, have him come on down and I'll interview him. And boom. Young Ryan went down there, even though he looks like he's 12. Hey, he is an adult. Watch it, Tony. Now, how old are you now? I think I'm 23. 23. So, I but, think I, I but you get carded, right? Is there any doubt? You know what? I actually don't get carded. And I should, right? There's only been one bar that's ever carded me. Really? In my entire I life. I think it's the facial hair. That is, no there's, one, I mean, there's a purpose for this because I gotta stay if you at my level. I can't get hired at any of these places with no facial hair. If he didn't have the ha- facial hair, he would look twelve. No, he still looks twelve. But that's not an insult. No, no, no. I'm saying that with the facial hair, you kind of assume that yeah, you look like you're twelve, but no twelve year old can grow facial hair, so he must be older. No, I know twelve right. years old. I know twelve years, especially girls. I know a lot of girls, twelve year old girls <laughs> in South Philly who grow facial hair easily, but it's hereditary. I mean, and then they shave. When they they're only young they... have that over their lip, though. Exactly. It's not you know on the sides. Ryan Hassey. Yep. Now working at, at Switchboard Live, doing his own podcast. So you can see and I believe how, how you can advance. If you, if you have any association with the Tony Bruno name and the franchise, you eventually move on to greatness. And this is a, um, uh, a generational fan because Ryan's dad started listening before you did, right? Yeah, so he brought me out to you guys when I just got to Temple. And he I had... I'll be real. I didn't know anything about you, and he brought me out. Wait a minute. Did you not know Madden 05, 06? How old were you I, in 05? I wasn't a – oh, I was five, apparently, to you. I'm no, I don't know. Now. I'm asking you so, now. Wait a minute. You're going to give me an attitude now, Ryan? I'm giving you major love, putting you on a major broadcast entity. It must be something with the seat. When Luigi's sitting there, he does the same thing. No, um, no, my dad, yes, he did bring me out. And now, because you grew up in the Amish country, right? Right. I'm not used to – so you're, any you're, of this kind of stuff. I hate to use the term. To, like they didn't have electricity. Yeah, did you there. have that, that? I can understand now. You didn't have electricity. <laughs> you had to go to school on a horse-drawn carriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you grew up learning how to make sheds. You know, for backyard oh, well, sheds. With your the, dad with the, goes by what? What's his the handle Amish again? twerp, right? <laughs> the yeah. Amish twerp. Yeah, twerp. he's a great follower. Because he's a Maryland twerp. fan, right? Right. He's, he went to Maryland. So that's why he's the Amish twerp. Yes. Twerp, not twerp. 
Yes. There's a lot of Am- Amish dwarfs. What does terp mean? The terrapins. The Maryland terrapins. Oh. The turtle. So it's a terrapin. Gotcha. Come is on, Robin. You're an right animal now? fan. What's that? Is your dad listening? Yeah, I told him I would be on. And uh, Is he on Twitch.tv he, watching? He and doesn't, listen? again, he's from Lancaster, so he doesn't really understand. You have, the inter- you have internet out there so now, what right? You need we, to do, I think we do. Yeah. You need to draw him like little drawings so that he can follow the step-by-step instructions. <laughs> you guys have I, a dial-up or do you have like regular internet? We haven't there? even got the dial-up yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're not there. <laughs> We're st- Collins twenty one. I like I like that our listeners are taking an active uh, uh, participation in helping us grow the show. So Collins twenty one saying, "Hey everyone, host the share, uh, push the share button at the bottom right. Share the link to all of your social media platforms." Exactly right. Because sharing is caring. And that's how we spread the word, spread the love, spread the Bruno Nation. So even though Ryan's dad, the Amish Turk, yeah. was a fan of the show for many years. Yes. And I understand young, there's a lot of young people. I'm not saying everybody should know who I am. Well, they should. But everybody under, <laughs> uh, everybody <laughs> under the age of, everybody from like, uh, we had 13-year-olds who used yes. to call the show, who had grown up and had moved on in their I lives. I know. So it's not like I'm so old that you, you couldn't have possibly been around when I was on. You're 23. So 10 years ago, you would have been 13. Teenagers are very active. So how did you not know about the mat? Did you ever play video games growing up? Uh, again, we couldn't get internet, so we, we <laughs> no, didn't No, I'm being serious. Are you jo- no, this is your joke. No, I really didn't. I really did not play video games. And I he wasn't was really into radio. Well. I wasn't really into sports radio at the okay. time. And like I would watch the games, but I wasn't quite there. I'd play sports. But... He introduced me to you, and obviously I took a liking to what you did. And uh, I've well, it's following, only a natural. Uh, I've been instinct. following you ever since. And well, uh, thank you. I'm, I'm only kidding with you. You know, I'm oh, I know. chops. We're so proud of you. We're proud of anybody yes. who ever has any kind of association with the show, moving on and doing great and, things in life. In all, in all honesty, even Luigi. I mean, we're proud of him. I mean, most of the time, and then every once in a while, I want to throttle every him. <laughs> once in a while. He does something. Well, you want to push terribly, him away. Terribly wrong. You want to push him away, but then he sucks you back in. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. <laughs> we have, and Luigi points out, we have 60-year-olds that act like 13 that call into the show. Yeah. See, when I watch Joel Embiid, I look at myself. I'm not 7'3", and I'm not a great basketball player, but I see a man. But other than that, you're exactly other than that, same. Other than that, he's a grown-ass man. I'm a grown-ass man. I'm a lot older. But you see what he does? He acts like a child. Yes. Oh, but and that's you not act an immature. Like a child I'm not talking about immature time. child. I'm talking. Oh, about, I am. <laughs> well, I'm an immature. But I'm saying it doesn't matter what age you are. My point is, you can yes. be the best professional at whatever you do, whether you're a plumber or you can be anybody. But if you still feel like you're a young person and like a child, like you still act like a child, don't you, Ryan? For sure. Absolutely. Robin acts like a child. Free Flyer Fifty Four uh, just said one of your favorite lines. Ever seen a grown man naked? Of course, that's from the great... Now, you saw Airplane, right? The, the great scenes from the movie Airplane. Oh, it's on the internet you, now. You know what? Don't ask him. I'm not going to ask You're just going to be disappointed. I Tony. feel like I'm doing Craig Shoemaker's act when he's up on the stage, yeah. and he like, makes a reference to something from the 80s, and then he has to remind younger yeah. people, and they go, well, that, way, that was a show from the 80s on, uh, yeah. on Nick goes, at Night. Okay, 18. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Surely you can't be serious. But being from the Amish country, Bob from Valley Forge points out, I'm sure Ryan has an, an edge on the ponies. Will he be picking the Superfecta today? Uh, not sure. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you have horse? Now, did you live in rural Lancaster? Because everybody when they hear Amish country, because there's Amish country in Indiana, yes. but Pennsylvania, the Pennsylvania Dutch country, which right. has nothing to do with Dutch people. No, it does as not. As Robin learned when we went up there. No, I already knew this. 
You already knew about the Pennsylvania Dutch company? Well, because um, I do have Dutch heritage, and I also have um, Dutch ancestors who emigrated here, and I have Irish ancestors who emigrated, and Scottish ancestors. So you're a runt, basically. I am. I'm a total runt. But um, I already knew that the Pennsylvania Dutch were actually, it was a mispronunciation um, of the Pennsylvania Deutsch, the Deutsch that were living here, they were speaking, so German, it's the Germans, and they, they when they talk about what language they speak, they say, ich spreche Deutsch, yes. and people thought Deutsch meant Dutch, and then that's how that happened. Exactly, so that's why it's called the Pennsylvania Dutch country, and we love it up there. You drive up there, it's like another world. But you, where you lived growing up, did you have all the, like, there's still horse-drawn carriages on right. the streets. I mean, there's still people who live old-school Amish, no electricity. So that still mm-hmm. happens, not just here in Pennsylvania, but any Amish community. Whether Indiana has a huge Amish community, too. But you're not Amish, though, right? Is your dad Amish? No, none of us are Amish. My family's actually from New Jersey, and they moved out there for jobs. And uh, I live in a neighborhood, but if you go about two minutes outside our neighborhood, there's Amish buggies everywhere. Love now, that, d- I love did, that. Do, were the, are the schools integrated so that they have, um, no, so they have their own schools? They have their own old school, like 1700s little schoolhouses. Wow. Oh, every, every Sunday, uh, they walk to church. Right. So you'll have to pass all yeah. these Amish buggies. It's a pain in the ass. It really is. Are you and, ripping the Amish? No, I'm oh, not. Okay, I just, just wanted to check. Because, like, you wouldn't have good scrapple. I mean, the Amish, look at the great stuff they bring. The, the great bakers. Two things. When you think of things that the Amish do better than pretty much anybody, there's a lot of great bakers, mm-hmm. but Amish bakers are phenomenal. Yes, they are. But you know what else Amish do? They build wooden structures They're better than anyone. Without- there are major construction people who call in Amish craftsmen mm-hmm. to do their work well, on any kind of woodwork. Exactly. Work too. They and- raised the brown. They raised. Yeah. They were raising the roof. Before raising the roof was cool. Needle you know point, what I'm saying? <laughs> needlepoint, like quilting, yep. needlepoint, and uh, woodworking is just, and it's phenomenal because they do everything without with, with hand tools only. Exactly. No, I, I love going up. Robin and I will take rides up there over the, over the years, and, and, you're, and, you're, you're, and you're going back in time. And it's not that far. It's like an hour away from the city of Philadelphia, <laughs> and you drive up to Lancaster in the Amish country. It's like you're in another world. Air Repo Man. <laughs> Pennsylvania Dutch ovens are not awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's, they're not crabby people, are they? Are Amish crabby people? They stick to themselves. We don't yeah. want to have conversations. Yeah. But it, that doesn't make them crabby. When I was there uh, once, I actually you did have... You crabby people. You just go to Luigi, and he's Italian. I had a... I I'm had sorry, a lot somewhat, of shots at Luigi. I had a little right? bit of a conversation with somebody, because I do speak German, and it's similar. It's not the same, but it has a lot of uh, German influence. And I was able to have somewhat of a conversation with somebody. It was kind of cool. Yeah, and Redding, you know, Brenda Marie's up there in Redding. It's great to travel around. Even in your own state, you could be living in a major metropolitan city like Philly. California, you live in L.A., you drive out in the country, you're in another world too. So everybody thinks of big cities and urban areas, but they don't realize, a lot of people realize, you just drive an hour away from where you live and you could be in another world. It's awesome. Nowadays, unfortunately, you can be in another world around the corner from where you live because everybody's so messed up and screwed up and doesn't know what the hell's going on anymore, except for Ryan. But anyway, enough about the Amish. Yes, and enough, uh, enough to all of our fantastic people who, who just were turning, tuning in on uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope. Mm-hmm. This is our time to say goodbye to them because we need to remind them to make the switch to Twitch, we are, which we are on exclusively now. 
Um, and we, it's free to follow. So all you need to do, it's simple. Uh, everybody except for Ryan's dad can do it. Apparently, no, he can do it. <laughs> he'll 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 do it. You work listen. at you work at Switchboard Live, a streaming service, a video streaming, and you haven't taught your dad how to stream and do all this other stuff. It's impossible to teach him anything. Really? Oh yeah. But he's younger than I am, right? He just doesn't quite get it. It's same. If we play video games like Twitch uh-huh. is huge in, in the video games. Yes. We play Fortnite, and he probably dies right away every single time. Does he do it intentionally because he doesn't want to sit around for two weeks playing a game? Yes, ah, that yeah, might be it. Does. You see who else has stopped playing Fortnite? Who? The Boston Red Sox. Did you see that story? No. Because a lot of athletes now, the Sixers, the Flyers do it when they Addicted, get on base right. and they do the wave. Right. But the Boston last year, the Boston Red Sox who won the World Series, every time they somebody hit a home run they got on base, they would do Fortnite positions and dances and waves. Uh-huh. This year, because they suck, the Red Sox yesterday <laughs> determined that there will be no more Fortnite in the clubhouse. Ah. Remember, the Phillies were criticized last year. Yeah. Well, well no, actually. No, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was uh, uh, what's his name? Santana. Yeah, he was saying, look, you guys uh, need no, to. No, this is after he left. He oh, didn't yeah, say it while he was right. here. But remember uh, Carlos Santana, who was the Phillies' first baseman last year. He was only here for a season. He moved on in the offseason. And so they were asking him about what was wrong with the Phillies because they crashed and burned at the end of the season last year. And he said too many young guys are playing Fortnite and not paying attention to the game. But that doesn't mean they weren't paying attention. They aren't taking, if you're playing it in the dugout or if you're playing it on the field Bad. down the third baseline you with the ball go. You shouldn't be allowed to have your phone, nothing. No, but, that, that's all, but the, no, NBA, we saw Amir Johnson uh, had the phone. That's different. But playing Fortnite in the, in the clubhouse... That's what younger people do now. And not even kids. I'm talking about adults are playing this game. By the way, I just realized, duh, what? Uh, who Air Repo Man is. Is that the, our, That's our, Ken is that Cage. the great Ken Cage? Yes. Duh. We, we so want to thank Ken, Ken Cage. Ken Cage just started following. Thank you very much. He's found us. So if Ken Cage can do it, anybody can do it. Exactly right. <laughs> so, yes. So if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, um, this, is, this is now it's time to say goodbye. To, to all, all our family. family. T-O-N-T-O-N-Y, Bruno Family. Make the the switch to Twitch. Just log on to twitch.tv forward slash Bruno Nation Live. Set up a quick little account. Uh, It's free. Create uh, some fun, fun. Yeah, you won't handle. be getting like you won't be getting scam spam calls no. all day from people that you don't know or want to talk to. Nobody's gonna. You're not gonna get emails no. every ten seconds. You're gonna get emails to remind you when we're coming right. on, or or, or notifications, or, or on, notifications your phone, on your phone. As long phone. as you fa- as long as you follow. So exactly. the, make sure you followed at least, and then if you want to support the show further because we're fabulous, then you subscribe. And if you have Amazon Prime, you link your Amazon Prime account to Boom. your Twitch account and you get a Twitch Prime for free and then you can follow or subscribe to Bruno Nation Live for free. Beautiful. Free is great. Now we're getting shout outs to the Shady Maple Smorgasbord up there. I don't know where that is. Do you know where that is? Ryan? Yeah, it's right outside Lancaster. It's known for the shoe fly pie if you want to have that. Shoe fly pie. Say that fast five Yeah, time. I couldn't even say it. I love that. I love the Amish. When we go to Reading Terminal Market here, there's a lot of Amish and Mennonite people in there baking I mean, these people are hardworking. You know, if you're going to knock somebody's... It's a religious thing, right? Isn't that... It's their life. Uh, Amish isn't a religion, is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's considered a... But men, they're men, mostly Mennonites, right? Or are they different? Mm-hmm. No, Mennonites are... Di- it's a different sect. Okay. They There's can have, a, like, cars. They can drive cars. Yes. Mennonites Mennonite. can drive cars. Because yeah. they have to. They get to Med- Reading Terminal Mennonite, Market so they can go in there and make all the beautiful... Mennonites are like plant. Amish light. Okay, Amish light. <laughs> 
<laughs> Amish life. <laughs> we're gonna have a squirrel. And I don't. Day. And I and I mean that with no disrespect. No. But we're. I'm just trying to draw. A picture. I find it amazing because we're else in the. We're, you know, you can go to other countries and see different cultures, but here in our own country, our own state, not far from us, there are still people living like they did for hundreds and hundreds of years, not embracing the things that they they don't need electricity, they don't need television, they don't need that stuff. And you know what? God bless them. I I, I find that fascinating. That you can adhere, and they're not hurting anybody except people who want to go speeding on Route 30 right through town to get to Dutch Wonderland. I mean, those are the only people there. The people that get pissed off because they're still using horse and carriages when you're trying to speed around and yeah. pass them on a road that smells like cow poop all summer long. And there's something special about that smell of cow poop when you're driving up there. You know you're in the country. You have a problem with that, Robin? I know yeah. the cows are going to kill us with their farts, and when you smell cow poop, that means the cows are farting too, and that's why we're going to all be doomed in the next ten to twelve. You know what? Here's so so. Here's my take on cow and horse poop and all that. When it's fresh, it, it doesn't bother me at all. It's mm-hmm. when it's like been allowed to sit for a long time and they haven't mucked stalls and it starts to ferment, then it's nasty. <laughs> the people react. I mean, the Amish stuff is really funny, and and we thank everybody, uh, Shady Maple and all the other great things. And yes. We will have to go up to Reading. Although they, they didn't they close the Reading uh, uh, outlets out there? Or are they still open? The Reading outlets? Yeah, Reading used to have big outlet um, star, stores up there. I don't know. Exactly. I'm not sure. By the way, Jack in the back is also on one of our other great uh, friends, and I'm going to call him an employee. He's more family now. Started yes. off as an employee friend, and now he's just part of the family. He just he just points out that he just wa- he polished off a six pack of Amish light right about now, which is pretty good. <laughs> It's got half the calories as regular Amish beer. Now he, by the way, he's made it through the next round again. He's just waiting there, there for the final. Is he final. on Jeopardy with that guy who's now over a million dollars? I know. Was that not impressive? Um, but yeah, pretty soon we're gonna have uh, a police officer in the family again. It's kind of yes. cool. It's always handy to we have. We need we need more <laughs> law enforcement out there to start busting some heads. You know, and we, I mean... Only one necessary. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to get into Police that. officers are, are much maligned nowadays, and I certainly would not want to be one. But if... if and by the way, I was right at breaking news now. I'm sorry <laughs> to interrupt, Robin. Brenda Marie says, yes, the Reading Outlets. It's a final. Oh. They, they gone. They are gone. And Reading had great outlets. But I don't know why they shut down. Why did they close down? Now back they have the Tangier outlets, but that's yes. that's like the chain, right? All the outlets that you see around the country, they're all is it Tangier or Tanger? Ta- Tanger. Tanger. Tanger, that's yeah, right. Tanger. Tanger. We have the Rockville outlets in Lancaster. I don't know if you meant those as well. No, but most of the outlets that you see now around the country, they're run by the same company. Like malls are all run by right. uh, what's the name of the company? Oh, West, West West Westlake Village, Westlake. Westlake? There's one company that manages Westfield? most of the mall. Westfield. That's Westfield. right. Westfield is one of the biggest mall management companies. And so you'll see different malls in different cities with Westfield in the name. So anyway, enough about that. It's all about sponsorship. But uh, let's get down to the business. So we gave Back you the- to my sentence already in progress. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Robin. I apologize. <laughs> uh, police officers are much maligned nowadays. And there's a lot of police officers that get into it because they want a power trip. But there's a, most of the police officers out there are amazing, hardworking. Yes, exactly. Uh, like They're putting their lives. They're it, putting their lives. It's in, really one of the few jobs where you go out every night with the fear of you may not be coming home right. alive. And the only places you can say that in the military, even in the military now, unless you're in a war zone, uh-huh. you can be in the military and be 
all over the world, not just in right. Afghanistan. And not, and not have to worry about not making it home that No, night. you always worry about it. Yeah, but I mean, but there's there's more of a chance of you not making it being a cop nowadays. Than exactly. It's got, I don't know why people do it. I know there's family. We were talking about this the other day off the air about the generations of families where the grandfather was a policeman or a fireman. And then the son becomes a fireman or a policeman. And then it goes down mm-hmm. generation to generation. Like every member of the family going back to like four decades, four generations, were all police officers. So it was like a badge mm-hmm. of honor, so to yeah. speak. Yeah. Well, and it, no, you know, no pun like intended. Family, it's a family business. And now because police departments can't find enough people to go to work for $45,000 a year to put their lives on the mm-hmm. line, they lower the standards. So you're getting more people who didn't really want to be cops, but they want a job, and maybe some of them aren't right. really into it. So it's changing now, and that's the problem because and, I love. I think there has we to need be a police. mental state of you know the, there has to be a you have to have a major mental fortitude to be able to do that. It was just that that guy, the police officer that was sued and he was found guilty of uh, wrongful death in the shooting of the woman, who the woman was the one that called nine one one for hearing something and then the cop arrives and he was so it was he was a rookie and he was not ready to be out there and he ends up shooting the woman who called I know that, that happens every day so and that, then but my what, point is I know what your point is my Robin. point is is that if there's anybody that is the right kind of cop to have because he want he is there for the right reasons and he's a fantastic guy it's Jack absolutely that's good that's Jack. what I was trying to okay, say I, well you said it but I don't want to go into to bring up the nightly situations in cities where Police are being called the, the bad guys because there's a couple of bad apples, and now the police are condemned universally as they're the they're the bad guys and the criminals are the good guys. Yeah. That's not how it works no. in my world. There's there are things that have happened that are wrong, and luckily they're held accountable, police officers, when they do the wrong thing. And, and that's be. all you want. I want everybody to be held uh, accountable, except me. But you I've, I've earned hold, the, I've earned a couple of free passes. You can't hold every police officer accountable for a few bad apples. Of course not. Just like you can't hold this podcast of, uh, uh, responsible for the many millions of bad podcasts out there. Exactly. We want to keep ourselves separated. It is exactly the same. Yeah, you I are know absolutely it is. right, Tony. Damn right. Meanwhile, let's get back to the business. Now, is your dad checking in yet? The Amish term? He hasn't answered me. I think he's working. Because people know don't realize on. in that part of the state, Lancaster, uh-huh. there, there are more Maryland and like Ravens fans, right? Baltimore Ravens fans. Because you think, hey, it's only an hour from Philly. But it's close to Baltimore. It's close to the Maryland line. So there's a lot of like Maryland Terrapin fans. You would mm-hmm. think they'd be Penn State or maybe a couple Temple fans because they went there. Or but it's a lot of Maryland. Went there. <laughs> well, yeah, but but Maryland, Maryland, Baltimore Ravens, and Maryland Terps, big fans up there in the Amish country, right? And honestly, you have more Steelers fans because there's like a gap between Chester and Lancaster. You have a lot of people from Pittsburgh that yeah, moved to yeah, Lancaster. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So honestly, it's not so much Maryland or, or Orioles fans. It's either Eagles or Steelers. Right. That's really how it is. Bob from Valley Forge. Does Lancaster even have cell service? I already addressed that earlier, Bob. <laughs> Come on, man. How many cheap shots can you take at the poor Amish people up there in Lancaster, eh? Well, you can't say, hey, that's Canadian. And they're not Canadian at all. But meanwhile. How do you say, how do people from Lancaster say Lancaster is different, right? Lancaster or Lancaster. Some people say Lancaster, like Burt Lancaster, uh-huh. but it's Lancaster because Lancaster brand is a big uh, pork and, you know, they make a lot of uh, sausage and a lot of great things up there. Bacon, Lancaster brand bacon. Acme sells Lancaster brand beef. 
You know, that when you go to Acme, you see Lancaster brand. Which is good stuff. Yes, it is. Uh, Brendy85 says, I keep thinking Tony is saying turds when you say the <laughs> what I, what Amish I, terp. Terp. T-E-R-P. I at least knew what the Amish terp meant. Not Irish, Irish turd or Amish turd. Or Arm, Amish, uh, what was the other word we were thinking of? Twerp. Twerp, yeah. Not the Amish twerp. Because if he were the Amish twerp, then you know what we would call him. Nerds! Nerds! Is it safe to say that most nerds are twerps? No. When I think of twerp, can you turn that down? It's it's over. They're done. When when I think of a twerp, I think of somebody that's a little bit snotty. You little twerp. You know these little. Yeah, but you could be a nerd and a twerp at the same time. You can be, but not all. (laughs) So not all nerds are twerps. But all twerps are nerds. I I would I would think so. We may have we're going to have to do a special survey and poll. And then in the middle of the summer, when there's not much to talk about, we'll do an entire hour on it. How's that? <laughs> to get, get it scientifically the, figured out. That'll be a, <laughs> a must-watch show. We got a lot of stuff. We're going to give out, of course, at the end, the Stone Cold Guaranteed Kentucky Derby Locks. And let's They're in say, the last stages of marination. Tony I'm going to take them out of the aluminum foil yeah. for all week. And he updated them after we had the fantastic um, Hank Goldberg, Goldberg on, yesterday. on yesterday. And then this morning when I got up and went down, because uh-huh. uh, you, you got to get up to get was down. There, was there you know anything new that happened in the field? No, nothing right now, but we will give you the very latest from Churchill Downs, the Twin Spires. A great place. And my buddy John Martin is coming into town. He works for ESPN. Yeah, he's a producer. Yeah, he might actually come over. And he's going to be doing the Sixer game on Sunday with Mark Kesticher and the P.J. Carlissimo. We had dinner with him the last time they were in town. So John Martin's going to come. If he gets here in time, we're going to bring him down into the studio in the wine cellar because John is the producer of the ESPN radio NBA broadcast. Uh-huh. And uh, we go way, way, way back to the 80s. So John, the chief we call him. Yes. Because when he was working, he was our main producer. And everybody would call him Chief. Or he would call people Chief. He'd say, hey, Chief, can you do this? So his nickname became the Chief. You know, Even though it's not Indian. Although he would probably be called racist right now and would have to be chained. He would be forced to change his name. But you know what? Uh, the, chief, chief. the Chief doesn't have to be in reference to Indian. It can be the Chief of a, a, police, a right. police or the, a Chief of an organization. Exactly. Like but we have to look officer. into that. Are you sure they didn't take that from Indian Chiefs? Because remember, you said say no. Because there used to be three. There were three things: doctors, lawyers, or Indian chiefs. Remember that? Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah, that was one of the sayings. Are you a doctor, lawyer, or Indian chief? I. And that's back when you could say that stuff and not be called a racist or have your life destroyed or have people picketing in front of your house. I'm I'm glad I'm old enough to remember those times yeah, when you can say certain things that were not overtly or even remotely but close isn't it more to being difficult? offensive. Isn't it more difficult because then you have all these things in your lexicon thinking? But you don't use them. Well, I haven't. I, mean, used, I just, I just thought of that because of the term "chief." When you call a guy "chief," is that offensive now? I don't. Th- it's funny though because I, when you say "chief," not for a second did I think of Indian chief. Well, when I think, when I hear I, Chief J. Strongbow was a world well, a, a wrestler, yes, so, and he was known as Chief J. Strongbow. But he was, wasn't and he, he really come out, American I think Indian. he was part yeah. American Indian. But there were a lot of wrestling characters. Like the Iron Sheik. That was inappropriate. You know, there were, but there, but it's not inappropriate. He's still popular to yeah, this day. Yeah. But there were a lot of characters that they created in wrestling to be the bad guy and the good guy. Uh-huh. You know, there were the Ivan Koloff, who was a Russian, so therefore he was a bad guy. Right. But he didn't necessarily even have to be Russian. You just pretended you were somebody. If we hated you back in the Cold War days, mm-hmm. you became a Russian character and you were the bad guy. 
right? Yeah. Nowadays, oh, yeah. If, well, now the Russians are still always the bad guy in this country. Flyers took care of that back in the 70s. But enough about that. Let's get back to the action. I just, last thing uh, regarding the Kentucky Derby, though, and I'm trying yes, to find it. Yes, the picks it, are coming it, later on, Robin. It was, it was a long time ago, so I can't find it. I don't know who said it, but they, somebody said, you need to give me the picks so that I can win a lot of money so that I can support the show. You're damn right. And I'm, I, I said this yesterday. I'm going to give out the trifecta and superfecta locks. I'm going to play the same things. I don't do this bait and switch thing. The picks I give up the, are the picks I will bet. And then I will take a picture when I go to the turf club tomorrow uh-huh. of my selections. And I will post them on Instagram, Facebook. We'll post them on Twitch, everywhere we want. I'll post them on bulletin boards. I'll go up and staple them to telephone poles. I really don't want to do that, though, because then, then the price goes down. Yeah. I don't want, it to, I don't want the price to come down too much. You don't want to dilute much. it too much. Yeah, because then the odds will come down. The more people yeah. bet on horses, the odds come down. We don't want to dilute I want the, the money. I want a big payday. I want big money. Big, 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 big money. So, in other words, we only want our listeners and yes. our followers to use these this horse combination. Exactly. Because mo- no, Nobody normally, else. Don't give it out to anybody No, else. I'm not. Only I'm just going to fo- give it to the t- no, people who follow us. No, I'm taking it to the us. listeners. Yes, exactly. Do not give these picks out to anybody else unless they follow the show. Exactly. And then everybody, when we all win, because we're all going to be winners, you remember where you got the picks. And then I expect, like a little gratuity, just a little taste. So, you know, If you win like $1,200, you can't throw... It's like going to a restaurant. Ten it's like going 10%. to a casino. You win, you know, you play blackjack uh-huh. and you start winning. You throw the you throw the dealer a tip, right? Well, you if throw it's her a couple tip, chips. Do you for just it, a second? You give it, her the. I guess that's the only place you can give a woman a tip for just a second is at a blackjack table without getting in trouble. When you, what's the appropriate amount? Is it is it like fifteen percent? Like you you tip a no, waitress? No, I don't think you sit there and say, "Let's see, I just won two hundred dollars on that blackjack hand," and well, so I'm going to give her. You, you, you do it normally at the end. You do it. I mean, if you were, if you're on a roll, and you're you know you're you're actually winning a lot of money, you throw a couple of chips every time. Okay. It depends on how genuine. If you're if you're Shady McCoy, you can win a million dollars and not even give her a dollar. All right. There that's, are people who are cheap bastards who do not tip well. So that's my question. Is I don't know what the it, number. There is no were, number. If you were to pick what is appropriate, is it the same that you would pick? that you would tip a, a weight no. staff so it would be 15% or do you no, just do 10%? Nobody's or? thinking of percentages. Well, You're they thinking, should. I got a pile of chips here. I got $50 chips. I got $10 chips. I've got $5 chips. I got $1 chips. You got the chips stacked up. And then you decide, hey, you know what? This 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 dealer's doing me good, even though she has nothing to do with it. He or she has nothing to do with the hand. Uh-huh. But you feel good that she's a good luck charm. But I, he. I, want, I want to set a price because there I want... Is, it doesn't listen, work. That, that's not how it this works. This is why... That's I, not how any of this works. This is why I want... Because if, if people... If all of our followers hit big, then I want them to have in their head already how much we're expecting. It's it's all about it's discretion. Viewer discretion is involved. See, is advised. See, yeah, now right when you go and put put down like when you're playing fifty dollar hands of blackjack up at the casinos in Lang. Are there casinos up there? What's the closest one? Bethlehem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think honestly down Maryland, we go there. Yeah. We don't have anything. Nothing. Nothing. How can they not have a casino we, in in the Amish country? You bet on how many horses you see exactly. coming down the road. I you mean, do over unders, they parlays. <laughs> that's what we do. That's what you need monkey knife fight for. That's right, monkey knife fight, baby. You know now, what? You, know, you like the monkey knife fight shirt that I'm wearing? I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Do you know what the monkey knife fight is? Nope, not at all. It is the newest uh, 
daily fantasy thing, but it's not like the other daily fantasies, which are good. You could play those. Right. Okay. But this one gives you options on parlays during games. So right before the game, you make a couple of parlays over-unders. You know, like the Nationals are in town against the Phillies, so they'll be, will Bryce Harper have a home run or two home runs tonight? And then you bet over-under. And if you're watching with a bunch of friends the same game, even if you're not in the same location, you can set up parlays with your friends exactly. on the site so that it's 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 a really, really, really cool, awesome little site. And we are, um, Bill Asher loves us. and so Yeah, and it's a great site, yeah. and it's been around for a year. And they got like 100 million subscribers. So it's something that's an app. Of course, you can't do it in Pennsylvania like everything else because it's not legal here yet. So you got to go to Jersey or other states. I need to find out. Do they, do they, are they, I'm sure that you can do stuff with uh, Kentucky Derby on Monkey Knife Fight, right? I don't know. You can go to the site, Mon- go oh. download it, monkeyknifefight.com, and you go in there and you see all the action. And then just like any other thing, you know, you could bet $2. You don't have to have $100,000 in there. You, you set up an account, and then when you win, they put the money in your account. And then if you win, but you have to do two bets at the same time. Not as good as uh, some of the other things that I like. But two bets. So if you hit the two, if you have to hit both ends of a parlay. You hit them, you cash it in, but you don't get the money. They put it in your account. Then you can continue to bet during that event. It doesn't shut you down after the first two bets, whether you win or lose. So people like to have fun during the games. Most of the bets are made before the game, before a series. This is like action during the game, and people always want action. It's all about that action, boss. I believe it was. All right, I you remember see. who said that? I'm going to disappoint you again. This was like a couple of years ago. He just announced his retirement from the Oakland Raiders as a running back. Oh, Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn okay. Lynch. I mean, I got, I got that. I'm he one said, for five. I'm all about that action. All about that action, baby. All right. Now, what else do you have, Robert? Um, so right now, Monkey Knife Fight does not have the Kentucky Derby. I didn't think so because yeah, they it, there's too baseball, many. It's too complicated. Basketball, golf, and hockey. Because those are daily. It just started things. though. It just started. no. It didn't. It's been around for a year. Well, okay, a year is still new. Yeah, but just started sounds like okay. Just started. No, the you, so so they're integrating different sports at different times. I think they'll probably have. They will not have Kentucky Derby wagering. Why not? It, because it's one race. It's one race, and the odds are changing. Um, it's all about, here's the props. Here's, do you like this or that? The thing about the Derby, people have been betting it all week. The odds change. They'll bet it all the way up to post time, and then that's it. It's over. So, But they'll probably have football at some point. Yes, they have football, baseball, well, right now basketball. They, they don't have football right now. Because there's no football being played right now. I hate to do it to you, Robin. I hate to do it to you. <sighs> okay. See, it's the offseason. But and, you, I would have thought that they would have at least had the little button up there, even though there was. But you're probably right. They don't. Have I know the button. I'm right. Okay. It's basketball playoffs. It's hockey playoffs. It's baseball. Yeah, 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 yeah. Leave the sports knowledge and expertise and gambling degenerate knowledge to people who are gambling degenerates. Even though I don't bet as much as I used to, because I can't go online and bet. I'm not going to go and have to drive out. Now the only place I'll go out and bet is I'll go to the turf club and bet on the Kentucky Derby. Right, because I, I used to do it when I was in California. I used to have to go to to Hollywood Park Casino to get bets right. in on the Kentucky Derby. We were in Arizona one year during the, the Belmont yeah, Stakes the turf, at your dad's house. We went club. to Turf Paradise. Yep, Turf Paradise, the tra- the horse track in Arizona in Phoenix, right around the corner from Robin's dad. So we went over there to get our bets in. Now you can do it online. There's TwinSpires.com, which is the Derby's official site. So you can do that even in Pennsylvania. You can bet on the Kentucky Derby online at Twin Spires. But any of these daily fantasy things, 
any of the actual casinos that are online that you see commercials for, you all you have to go to Jersey to bet in Pennsylvania right. online. And you can way, go into casinos anywhere and bet, I need but to, online. I need to give Bill Asher some flack then because it's false advertising if he there is a photograph of a horse on Monkey Knife Fight. And it looks like it has racing colors on it. So, Robin, you, people know that you're not. You don't go to a the, the FanDuel, uh, DraftKings. They don't have Kentucky Derby wagering. That's not how it works I'm in daily just fantasy. Being difficult. So don't. You're giving the guy who's who's a friend of mine <laughs> and and you who know nothing about gambling, absolutely nothing about gambling, are going to tell a guy who's got a multi million dollar site. That he doesn't know what he's doing. Is that what you're saying? No, but I want to bet the ponies. Well, you can do that by making picks and then wasting money when I go there tomorrow. And you say, I like that horse. And then I go and bet your picks. And then I lose money because I have to bet your picks, which never win. That's not true. It's an outrage. That is not true. Mine actually did win one time. (laughs) Once. You like this kind of family feud that's going so, on? It's like listening. married couple yelling at each other at the dinner table. Yeah, every now and then if something happens, like Luigi will go, okay, I hate it when mommy and daddy fight. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. My dad just texted me, by the way. He's listening now. Oh, he is? He? So he says hi. So, so did, he, he, did he sign in or something? Um, He must have a Twitch account. So what I did, thought lower who, of him. Who is he? I, I don't know. Maybe he's the Amish Terp on Twitch. I'm no, not sure. I don't see, I don't see Amish on Terp there. on here. Did so. you tell him to like the page, to go on and follow us? You follow us at twitch.tv slash Nation Live. You know what I'm saying? Jack in the back uh, just said, are you saying Robin is a mush? She is a mush. Well, there's, that's proven. <laughs> that's documented. The, I'm that's, not the mush on everything except for Wheel of Fortune. No, any kind of, any kind of casino gambling. Robin and I... I, I used to hit the slot machines all the time. And I played dollar slots, sometimes quarters if I'm broke. And routinely, wherever I went to Vegas, Atlantic City, I would put $100 bill in the slot machine, and I would always win. I would always win. Not big money, but I won $1,000 here, $1,000 there. Then I started dating Robin. We were in L.A. We would go to Vegas a lot because we were doing shows from Win Las Vegas. We would do uh, fights there. So we'd always go. And, any, and that was back when you didn't have casinos in every, uh-huh. every 15 feet in your neighborhood. So it would go, it'd be special to go to a casino. You want to go and you, the, the action and all the noise. And I would always win. Robin comes with me, and the, the winning stopped immediately. It's like the dykes in, in not those dykes. It's like the, the finger in the dyke. Uh-huh. The old, uh, the, yes. the, who was it? It was a Dutch girl, right? Didn't no, she, it was uh, a little boy. A little Dutch boy? Uh-huh. And he stuck his finger in the dyke. Hans di- Brinker. Hans Brinker. Didn't he used to do weekend sports at CBS? I think he was. Because that's a Dutch story, right? I'm not making this up. No, it is a Dutch uh, legend. But it's urban legend. It didn't really happen, right? Uh, No. Then why does he have a name if it didn't happen? Well, he was was a real guy. (laughs) Uh, The story was like it... it, 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 you know how, like, when you come back from fishing and you caught a fish like this and then you tell people that it's kind of like that? It was a story. So the, in, in Holland, they have a lot of dykes. Yes. And their last names are Von Dyke or Van Dyke. <laughs> so that's why they have a lot of dykes. But the, so the story was if there's a little hole in the dike, you put your finger in it. And again, that has new meaning nowadays. But I'm talking about old school. The, the, the legend is that Hans Brinker was out with his sister. There was a hole in the dike. He plugged his finger in it, sent his sister back to the town, and he saved the town from being buried underwater because he prevented the dike from breaking. Exactly. 
I almost broke a couple of dikes in By my the time, way, I have, yeah. de- I believe, I believe way back in the day when you first started telling the story about how I'm the mush yes. and you no longer started winning on Wheel of Fortune after you started dating me, Dean, I believe, gave the best explanation as to what why. Was it? Um, I'm giving him credit even if it wasn't him. Uh, he said, Tony, after when you started dating Robin, you won the lottery so you can't win it twice. I hate to do it to Dean. Well, he's right in one way. But see, when I go into a casino, and I'm winning all the time, and then somebody's with you. It's like the movie Goodfellas. Remember in the scene where they're playing dice, and the one guy's the mush, the jink, and they say, put him in the bathroom! Because the guy's presence meant that people weren't winning. He was the jinx, the mush. Robin, without doubt, this is, I'm not being oh, no, mean. I'm, 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 Am I'm I not, it. Is this not a legitimate story? <laughs> this, is legitimate this, isn't a, story. this isn't a false accusation. Nope. This is, I'm not playing the blame game. I'm not angry because I don't win money when you're with me in a casino. That's why I don't go in casinos anymore. And I don't now when I walk into a casino, I don't have the inclination to want to play a slot machine anymore. Because it became when you don't see it for a year or you mm-hmm. don't see it for six months and you walk in, it's like an exciting thing. Right. Now I can walk into a casino and not feel that I absolutely positively have to go over and play a slot machine. Because you're with Robin. <laughs> because I'm with Robin. <laughs> Bronx Tale is the movie. That's right. I get all those mafia movies screwed up. The Bronx Tale with the mush. Chaz Palminteri, remember that? You know what we were really good at, though, was the electronic roulette. Not the electronic, but like the, the, the it wasn't the live roulette table, it was the roulette. Electronic roulette. Yeah. You but, sit around and then the, it actually does spin a thing. Correct. And there's no woman there saying, well, no, there there's a fake a woman. Fake woman bets, on TV. please. No more bets. I love roulette. Bets, please. Yes. And I used to kill it on roulette. Yeah, we were killing it. Kill it on, it on roulette. Because yeah. you get 35 to 1, and you play a straight number, and you know, and you could see the pre... But the good thing is they show you all the previous numbers. So if you see a hot number, you can jump on that baby. And I mean the game, too. I don't mean just the game. You see a hot number in a casino, you better make a move fast. Or else somebody will, and you'll lose yeah. out. Now, let's get back to the sports, Robin. We've covered a lot so far. What do you think so far, Ryan, of the, of the show? I think this is awesome. I love the casino talk. The Langster talk we have in there, it's fantastic. I, love I mean, we've broken down in the first hour of the show. I just want people, let's recap. Recap. We gave you the Joel Embiest. I want that to be the new hashtag. Yes. Let's oh, get I it trending. It. Okay, we're going to... Hashtag Embiest. E-M-B-E... So I'm going to tell people, share the show with the following hashtag. Yes, Embiest. M-E-M-B... Wait, a capital B, E-A-S-T. B E A S T. That's right. what I said. Oh, but it's not a capital B. Yeah, it's that way. Beast it okay. looks better. So okay. E M Beast. I may have to get Matt Cord, who's the Sixers uh, PA guy, who's great, a great friend, works at MMR. Well, I don't think he's at MMR anymore. He works in local radio, in the morning show, and he does the Sixers PA. You know Matt Cord. Yes. And he does the M-B- should we, we should try to get him on the show. I think I have his number. Yeah, let's get Matt Cord on. See, that's what's good about the show. We can get yesterday. We saw the story about the Robert Kraft thing, and USA Today. One of the writers there had some of the uh, the police quotes after watching the Robert Kraft video. I said to Robin, I said, I know AJ Perez. Let's get him on the show. Boom, comes right on. Hank Goldberg, you want him? Boom. NFL draft. Russell Baxter, NFL draft guru. Boom, call him. Comes on the show. That's the kind of show I want. The kind of show I have, because that's all we got. That's all we need. Isn't that the line that the so Eagle fans demanding. came up? We all we got. So. No, it's we all we got. We all we need. 
I don't think they say that in the Amish country, Crap. though. I don't have his actual number. We'll get him. M Beast. I only have his email. You don't have Matt Cord's email or his phone number? How is that possible? We'll get him. He's, he's probably listening now. I mean, come on. What else are you going to do on a Friday afternoon at 2 o'clock? You don't have the NBA. The Sixers don't play until Sunday in the af- at 3.30 in the afternoon. It's going to be a crazy weekend here. All the hotels are booked. My buddy John Martin, I told you, the producer yeah. of ESPN NBA Radio, he said, what's going on? Every hotel in Center City, Philly is booked because, you know, the, the, the broadcasters come down. Hubie Brown's coming down to do the game on, on ABC with Mark Jones on Sunday. How are you not following him, Matt? Sorry to interrupt you. I'm not? <laughs> totally interrupt. You're not, you weren't following Matt Cord on, on uh, Twitter. Oh, I got to give myself one of these yeah. things. Did he get a new uh, account? It's at Matty Cord. M-A-T-T-Y-C-O-R-D. Jimmy Rollins' retirement uh, tomorrow night. I don't know that that's why all the hotels are booked. I mean, I love J-Roll. So Jimmy Rollins is going to be Saturday night because the Nationals are in town. So you got the Broad Street Run on Sunday. And that's like like the marathon. It's a great event here. But it's not like the Philly Marathon where people come from all over the world. There's a lot of people in town visiting. It's springtime. It's a city of great history, Philly. But you got the Broad Street Run, which Luigi will run in Sunday morning. Then you've got the Phillies game gets underway early around 2-ish. And then you got the Sixers. So it's going to be crazy down at the sport com- sports complex on Sunday afternoon around these parts. And, of course, Sunday's also Cinco de Mayo. And Saturday's the Kentucky Derby. So it's a big, big weekend, Robin. We will have action. Now, let's get back to the other stuff, Robin. So like, we already covered the Sixers. Kyle Lowry, by the way, after the game. People are down on him in Toronto. Luigi's been down on him, too, even though he's a Villanova guy and a local kid. But he admitted last night after another stinker performance by Kyle Lowry. Now, you're a basketball aficionado. Would you not say so, Ryan? I would say so. Of all the sports that you cover on the Fifth Quarter Podcast. Basketball, Sixers all the time. All Sixers all the time. Kyle Lowry, 11.6 points, 40% shooting, 26% from three-point land. And he's averaged two and a half turnovers a game in this postseason. I was looking through Twitter this morning and Instagram People are down on uh, Kyle Lowry, not just in Toronto, but all NBA fans who, like, every year, Kyle Lowry, here's the playoffs, Kyle Lowry, and he doesn't step up. And he obviously hasn't. So last night after the game, he said, quote, I'm not putting it on nobody else but me. And he's right. A lot of people won't say that. But saying it and doing it are two different things. You put it on yourself, but you got to go out there and play. Because the Sixers, let's remember, the Sixers were big underdogs in this series. And because you had... Really, really, three really, really good players. I mean, Danny Green is pretty much done now. You look at the starting fives now between the Sixers and the Raptors. There's no doubt the Sixers starting five is much better. But Toronto's got two guys. Well, one guy who can fill it up, obviously, who they can't stop. But then the other two players have been off and on. Now, I love Pascal, the, the, uh, Pascal Siakam. I mean, he's been a breakout player this year. But he's not Joel Embiid, even though they're from Cameroon and they're you know, friends and they had that incident last night where he put his foot up and tripped him. They don't hate one another. They're their homeboys. But Siakam is a good player, but he's not Joel Embiid good. Obviously, when you look at the, you look at what's going on there. And then you got, they have three guys who they need to play well every night because the other guys aren't stepping up. Danny Green's not stepping up, right? 
or any other other, and their bench is, you couldn't find their bench on a, on a, even milk cartons in the Philadelphia area don't have the Toronto Raptors bench pictured on it because nobody knows who they are. Do you, even Luigi, who's a gambling NBA degenerate, can't name players 8 through 12 on the Toronto Raptors bench. People in Toronto can't name the Toronto Raptors bench because they don't exist. They may as well just have empty seats and sell extra tickets where those players are going to be. My phone's right here, Robin. Am I wrong? Am I wrong, Ryan? No, not at all. I mean, it, you even uh, Jody Meeks is on the Raptors. Remember him? He was on the Sixers. Yeah, like so yeah, Jody ago. Meeks. I mean, he's basically non-existent. He doesn't do anything. No, he, I mean, I don't dislike the guy, but he comes in and does nothing, and then goes sits back down on the bench. Mm-hmm. I think that something that is really awesome this series is the guys like James Ennis and Greg Monroe. Absolutely, up. no, the Sixers guys have stepped up. I mean, when they, when when those guys are going in to give Embiid and Simmons a rest. They're, they're holding their own. Now, obviously, it's not the same level, but when the Sixers' starting five is on the floor, right now, you look around and you say, I know Boston's always a problem for them. They can win this series and get to play the Celtics or even Milwaukee. I think the Sixers, Milwaukee, I think the Sixers could handle Milwaukee if they win that series. I think right now, I thought Toronto was the biggest fear. The Celtics always give them trouble. But you look at the East now, if the Sixers keep playing at this level every night, What's there to say that they don't, they're not going to be an NBA Eastern Conference champion? They play like this. They could win the East. Is there any doubt? I, I mean, I agree with you completely. Uh, they have the guys. They're just like the Warriors as far as talent goes. I am a little concerned about the Celtics just because it's, it's dumb, right? We, you saw how they matched up with them last year. They turned the ball over a ton. So I think if we play the Celtics and we don't have any turnovers, yes, your point is absolutely 100% correct. Well, that's but, why I'm here. Right, exactly. No. True. <laughs> but um, I am concerned about Ben Simmons still as far as matching up with the Celtics. It scares me a little bit. Um, and you got Al Horford, who's been No issue. doubt about it. That's why I'm saying we're not looking ahead because they haven't won this series. In fact, most people didn't think they would win a game in this series, and now right. they're up two games to one. Sunday's game is really the the statement game. They come out and play hard like they did last night. They don't even – I mean, Joel Embiid's not going to hit 70% from three-point. He doesn't have to. The pick and roll is working to perfection. The Brett Brown, the much maligned coach, has got it going on now. A lot of people ripped him during the regular season. Brett Brown has stepped it up, and his players are feeding off that. They know their coach is pushing all the right buttons, and I give Brett Brown credit. I've been critical of him when, when the times were there to be critical because that's what we do. I never call for his firing. I never said he's out of here. I don't do that. But with, you talk about people who have stepped up at the right time. Brett Brown is the coach, and Jimmy Butler, who's good, but Jimmy Butler, playoff Jimmy Butler, he's phenomenal. He's not just good. He is a damn closer. And he is earning himself a max-out contract. Because how are you going to let that guy go? I mean, just imagine if they get to the Eastern Conference. Just imagine if they get to the NBA Finals. You can't let Jimmy Butler go. Mm-mm. There's no way. So they, they're in a good situation, the Sixers. Nobody expected them to be, to be beating Toronto in this series. And Sunday, when Robin and I will be there, we will be in the house. I will be on the floor with AI. I'll be on the floor with Deshaun Jackson, Meek Mill, who else was down there? Alshon Jeffrey. Zach Ertz wearing the hat. Did you see the Zach Ertz hat? Mm-hmm. You like that hat? Oh, that's, I loved it. That's the hat that CP3 wears. I don't know what that's called again. Zach Ertz was at the Sixer game last night. And he had one of those flat brim hats. Right. And I don't know what they're called. If somebody can tell me what they're called. Uh, you know what? I will look that up. 
I can't ring the bell. I mean, people think I'm a, I'm not I'm not good enough to ring the bell. I can ring the bell. I can hit it like anybody else. I hit it hard. I'll hit it once. I can hit it twice. I got the magic stick. But you got you know Carson Wentz went out there last night, right? Who rang? They had three people. They had Carson Wentz, Reese Hoskins, and who was Zach Ertz? JVR was out there. For that's the right. J- yeah, that's right. It was JVR. So they had three, four sports franchises out there. That's a bolero. It's a bolero hat. That is a bolero hat. Flat crown, wide brim hat. It's Love a bolero. bolero. I've never heard of it. Bolero was a great movie back in the day. It was. Did you see Bolero? What do you think my answer no, is? No, no, no. You're thinking of 10. <laughs> 10, right. had the music Bolero in Ravel's it. Bolero was yes. the theme when, yes. when What's-Your-Face is running down the beach with all the braids. I mean, how far ahead of everybody? Hold on. I'm going to put... That's worth bringing up because Bo Derek and the braids. Bo Derek and the braids. That was the first time I had seen a white chick rock braids like that and kill it. Bo Derek in, in, uh, in 10, the song Bolero... I believe they named the hat after Bolero also. Well, Ravel was the conductor. Bolero no. was the song. The, the, the name Bolero was named after... A... John Bolero, the weather guy who uh, got in trouble down in Miami? No. Uh- <laughs> so the, the hat, which is called a Bolero, I believe the Bolero is a Spanish type of cowboy. And so the hat is named after the cowboy, okay. and then not the Dallas they, Cowboys, the, I hope. And then the then the music was named after that, and so forth. But Ravel, who Ravel's was the Bolero, composer, yes. yes, he was the conductor. He was the composer who put together the Bolero theme, I might, which is still. I do people still? Uh, is that still panty dropping music? I don't know. Let's in see. In this modern era, let me see if I have. Yeah, the give right me a one. taste of Bolero here, because I remember back in the day when we were all younger. And before those of us who didn't play R and B, smooth R and B, for panty dropping movie late, you know, late at night music. Oh, this is not. No, that's not it. This is not it. But here, let me let me show you this really quick. You can't show me anything. I'm listening. No, you're gonna see it in just a minute. So. uh, How am I gonna see it? Because I'm gonna switch it over. Not Darren Ravel. No, he did not write Bolero. This was the music that was underneath when you see (laughs) when you see Bo Derek running with her braids, all the. All a flutter. Sounds like the Fantasy Island theme. The plane! The plane! Welcome to Fantasy Island. And this shot, this shot, uh, Bo Derek to fame. But where's the scene? With, where's the I music know, from Ravel's Bolero? Now I will find that. This is so just, what's separate. his name, running at her. Yes. Dudley Moore's running towards her. She's running towards him, but he, she's really not running. I hate to give right. away the plot. I don't want to have a spoiler alert here. But... He thinks she's running toward him. And it's not. And well, no, it's not. just a dream. Oh, it's just, it's a, oh. Yeah, it's a Was dream. Was this before Dallas in the dream sequence in the TV series Dallas? See, here she comes. Here she comes. I want to hear Ravel's Bolero. Come yeah, on. I will. Just, but look how she. You're teasing me. So, I don't need so any foreplay. Stunning. Just bring me right to the main event. Stunning. Okay, now I'll find Ravel's Bolero. That's all I wanted. I didn't want Dudley Moore running on the beach, uh, with all due respect. I want the panty dropping movie. Let's see if this Let's skip it. to the nude scene. We can't skip to the nude scene because we're not allowed to show nudity no, on our Twitch channel. we cannot. Channel. Not allowed to do that. That is a big no-no. Oh, Derek is still hot, though. If she were running down Broad Street in the Broad Street run, I would go out there and chase her down like a rabid dog. Do people still play this at night when they want to get frisky? 
Turn don't it know. on in the background. Do you know where I got to listen to Ravel's Bolero? Probably one of the most awesome things ever. Where? Well, this is the not Holland? real. This is a remake of the yeah, Ravel's. This, this is a this is a house uh, <laughs> thing that's really bad. She killed Tommy Boy's dad. Yes, she did. Um, yes, she did. <laughs> in Paris. You were in Paris and oh. Under the Eiffel Tower, the uh, French orchestra, the Which national, French orchestra? I think it was the Parisian National Orchestra or something, was practicing for a huge night uh, event, mm-hmm. and I got to listen to Ravel's Bolero while they were practicing. It was awesome. Practice. Practice. You're talking about practice? Okay, I this is you. the original Ravel's Bolero. Oh, there's probably going to be a commercial. Of course there is. Damn it. I don't want any damn commercials. We go three hours commercial free on the show. And I don't want to give anybody uh, free, free commercials if I don't have to. I would chase her for at least a half a block before I'd have to stop and catch my breath, though. As Bob from Valley Forge so, astutely points out. So, just a quick side note. Yes. After the 10 came out and she rocked the braids, right. everybody, all white chicks wanted to have braids. Absolutely. I sat in a chair. Um, my aunt was a really great hairdresser in London. And she spent eight, count it, eight hours. How many hours? Eight hours no. putting my hair in braids. You had the braid. I had braids done when I was on the beach in Jamaica, too. And I have video to prove it on, on ESPN with Stuart Scott. I had the long hair, and I rocked two braids back in the day on ESPN, too. The deuce. It was a good look, man. You sit on the beach. You get some Jamaican chick come up. She offers you some ganja. You turn it down. Then the Jamaican dude walks up, and then he gives you a... Uh, he says, hey, I know a guy who's got some weed right now. You may remember him. Played for the Brooklyn Nets. Former California guy. You see what happened? He got stuck. He got caught yesterday in the yes. airport. Yes. <laughs> he, he like put it in. What did he put it in? In a, in a twisted tea bottle. Yeah, Arizona with a sec- iced tea. Arizona yeah. iced yeah. tea bottle with a secret compartment. Yeah. You know what we're talking about, right? Yep. Uh, Brooklyn well, Nets great. Yes. Former West Coast I UCLA glanced great. At, the, at the Twitter earlier this morning. I saw Stephen A. Smith scolding him on Twitter last night. <laughs> You know, because Stephen A. is like, don't do weed, man. Don't do weed. All NBA players do weed. It's not illegal anymore. It is illegal, though, when you have a secret compartment. D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo mm-hmm. Russell, who was played against the Sixers, was a great player. But he had a twisted tea bottle and a secret compartment. And in there was some ganja, some wacky tobacco. And he got busted. He's not going to go to prison. He's not going to be on death row. Although he's probably listening to Death Row Records when he's listening to, uh, Re- instead of Ravel's Bolero. This used to be the song. They meant nudie pics and panty dropping. Is this Ryan's bachelor party? No, you're not getting married that I know of, are you, Ryan? My friend just got married actually a month ago. <gasps> that and is he's so 21 young. years old, so we had that Langsker. Did he uh, have to get married? I don't know. His lifestyle, for him, definitely suited him getting married. I got married at 21. Yeah, and look what happened to me. Well, I did too, actually. I feel like times are a little bit different now, like, for it, my age. Yeah, but I did not, there, it was not a shotgun wedding, just let everybody know. Close nice. enough. <laughs> I know it's D'Angelo Russell. And he went to the Ohio State University, which makes it even worse. But they have nothing to do in Columbus, Ohio, except now root for the Blue Jackets, who lost last night as the Boston, how about that transition into hockey? How about the Boston Bruins? 
So break it out of it behind Bergeron and Tukaras. By the way, yes, it is Ravel's Bolero that you are listening to in the background. Yes, it is. Just so that you know, you don't think our audience is dignified enough? No. Has a, <laughs> you, don't, you don't think our hey, audience is classically you. trained? The people who listen now they're trained seals, which we like. Some people <laughs> might know, and and if you are of a certain age, this was definitely sex music. Like you had, like this was you made love to this music, like No Tomorrow, because it's really long too. Well, it's not the length; it's the width yes. of this uh, piece. It's so anyway. That is it. Ravel's Bolero. It's a beautiful piece. We may just keep it running the entire show. I like it. It's sex good background, right? Sex tone. It does. Oh, I'm sure that they would, you know, give us crap about playing. No, I know. I just wanted to give you somebody. It's Friday. It's the week. I want people to get into the mood. I want I don't want to be like Burger King, where they want people to be happy because of the Happy Meal thing. Did you see that story? We'll get to that later. Marvin's got some great updates too. I do, including I do, I a do. an update to the update. Mm-hmm. Now, if you listen and watch this show every day on Twitch TV, we're way ahead of the curve. You will hear stuff on this show that you'll hear two and three days later on other programs. So. The day of the Sonic movie. Remember uh-huh. the Sonic the Sonic trailer came out for Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie. We weren't the only part, people that had it, but we played the trailer on the show. And the first time I saw it, I said to Robin, you have to see this. This is the worst thing ever. And I love Sonic. I used to have Sega Genesis. I used to play Sonic the Hedgehog. I, it's one of the few video games I actually played. Because the sound of the rings, when you jump mm-hmm. up and get yeah. the rings... Those were great well, sounds. It was, it, I started playing Sonic when my son was still really little, and it was he was still uh, young enough that he wasn't adept enough at playing it, mm-hmm. so he would have me play it. And that's where I finally, I finally, when somebody pointed that out to me, I understood uh, people watching video games. It's like, didn't your son watch you when he was younger playing? And, and I'm like, you're right. You know where I learned how to play it? Where? When I was at the Playboy Mansion with Ron Jeremy. I mean, who better to teach you how to play <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog than the actual hedgehog himself? <laughs> In fact, they're using the Sonic. So anyway, so the story's a big deal. Let's do this update, Robin, Okay. Because this is a big deal now. And everything's big on this show. Sonic the Hedgehog, the tra- did you see the trailer for the movie? I did see it. It was, it was awful. I said, yeah. it sucked so bad. In yes. this day and age where everything looks real, the Sonic character that they create is the worst CGI ever. Yes. And this isn't like a $10 movie done no. in the basement. This is a major motion. Jim Carrey's they, in it. They put Which a may lot be the first sign that they're nuts because they got Jim Carrey in there who's completely certifiably batshit crazy. But he still can act every once in a while, especially if you give him a part to play yeah. a certifiably batshit crazy character. This is totally up his alley. <laughs> But the Sonic character, I laughed at. I said, it's awful. It wasn't just that. It was kind of creepy. Well, they said the same thing about Gritty, remember? The Flyers mascot. Yeah, but that's different. He was creepy. The googly eyes was scary. And then he turned out to be the MVP of the Flyers this past season. Well, but Gritty was a brand new character. There was no reference as to No, but there was early hate. There was early hate. No, but I'm saying that Gritty, there was nothing to reference it to. Correct. But my point is, anytime you trot out something, you're going to get immediate reaction. If you don't know the character, or especially if you do know the character. But the, the gritty thing, people hated Gritty. Yeah, they wanted yeah. him dead. I was not Remember? wild about him. They were getting, and then all of a sudden, Gritty became the most popular thing in Philly. And obviously, the Flyers sucking Be- certainly helped. Well, whoever was the PR department, I'm sure there's multiple people. Excuse no, you me. know who did it? The same P- Dave Raymond's corporation. Dave Raymond, who was the original Philly fanatic. They did an amazing yeah. job of, I mean, talk about creating gold out of. Uh, poop. 
Like, I can mean, you get if you squeeze poop enough? I know if you squeeze some well, things, is, you can turn I, it into I, a diamond, right? I know that there's some kind of saying that I'm saying there's something that I'm not getting correct. Turning garbage into gold. So anyway, there. this trailer, Bob from Valley Forts is sex music. Do you have anything that's 30 seconds long? <laughs> <laughs> Bob, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> so the trailer was brutal, right? Yes. I don't. Uh, you know me. It's not my style to criticize anything. I'm a man who looks for goodness, not the bad things. Well, I, I I'm putting up on the screen. This is what they made Sonic look like, and this this image of Sonic with teeth. Yeah, it's human it's, teeth, and and the his legs were way too long. You actually can't see the legs in this photograph, but uh, it was just it was an awkward, awkward Sonic. It was awful. Yeah. And so now they responded because this movie's yes. not coming out till November. Mm-hmm. So they put the trailer out. The reaction was. Universally, Awful. are you kidding me? Yep. WTF with 15 exclamation points. And so guess what they're doing? Let's go to the update desk and your correspondent. A woman who played Sonic, but not with Ron Jeremy when she met him, Miss Robin. Yes. Coming to a theater near you in November will be a completely new, revamped Sonic. They fired the other side. Now, the Sonic CGI, so all they got to do is right. every single scene in the movie, they have to go in and put a new, they, digitally enhanced Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean, this is the first time this has ever, ever happened before a movie came yeah, out. Yeah, because they tweak things. I mean, they, yes. they show previews to audiences. And they find out what they like and, and don't like. But nobody liked nobody, this. Nobody liked this. And they actually took every single Sonic scene out. And they're reimagining him. They're going to redo Sonic completely. Wow. They would have been better off hiring the guys that sit in the front seat of their car at Sonic. They would have been a better a Sonic. You know the two guys? They're yeah. two comedians from Chicago. And they're always in the front yes. seat of their car at a Sonic. And they're having shakes. I mean, and this stuff. is this is. They're lucky that this is all CGI because they don't have to refilm anything. It's just they have to send all of their digitizers, their artists, their digital artists, the graphic artists, back to the drawing board, and uh, they're redoing it. And they they listen. This is this is amazing. The fans spoke. They know that that's their audience. They don't want to screw it up and have nobody show up. So they're redoing the entire movie from beginning to end. Exactly. Unfortunately, they were going to keep Jim Carrey's character mm. the same. Because actually, he looks pretty good in no, it. No, and, and, and you know, it's believable that he's crazy and not likable. Who, Jim Carrey or Sonic? <laughs> but no, that's, am, that's amazing. Know. You, know. you know why they're reacting? Because they want to make money. I know. They want people to go see yeah. this movie. So they have yeah. time between now and November to fix the damn thing. Because yep. it is an absolute, and I hate to use the term shit show, but it is a shit show. Yes. And they're listening. Because yep. I don't remember, and, and I said it immediately. I don't ever remember a character being this awful, especially in the day and age of technology with digital creations. All the animals. There's all these movies with Lion King. You you name it. Everything looks real. Mm -hmm. This thing looks awful. The good thing is they probably don't have to re-record any of the voiceover. No, and I mentioned the guy whose name it was. Eric Schultz did the uh, the guy from Parks and Recreation. Eric Schwartz, that's right. Eric Schwartz from Parks and Recreation. Mm -hmm. So the voice character was fine. Yeah. It was just the actual artistry yep. of the of the Sonic character. Correct. And so now they're, uh, I it'll be interesting. Um, Flyer Superfan is asking which will make more money, the Sonic or Pikachu movie? Personally, I think Pikachu. Oh, Pikachu. You know why? Because yeah. because you know why? You know who the voice of Pikachu yeah, is? Yeah, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. He's fantastic. He's fa- he's fan. It was his, brilliant. His wife is pregnant again. Blake Lively, Lively. is mm. pregnant with their third. Didn't she used to pitch for the Phillies? 
Oh, no, that was Ben Lively a couple of years. Remember Ben Lively? I do. You old enough to remember Ben Lively I, from I'm three years enough. ago? Okay, I just want to make I sure. Think, I think uh, <laughs> Pikachu movie awesome. will definitely make more money. And here's why. Uh, one, Ryan Reynolds is just, mm. he rocks that that. Uh, Even if you don't character. know it's Ryan Reynolds, the character, yeah. the way he reads the The script, writing is fantastic. The way he emotes. From the, little, from the little bit that we saw in the trailer, it was hysterically funny already. And... Um, the whole Pikachu, the, the, the Pokemon uh, world was not that long ago when it took over the entire world and everybody was zombies walking around and yep. walking into traffic. So there's there's recent fans. And then there's a Dora the Explorer movie coming out this summer. Which also looks kind of... It does it look It actually good. looks good. I mean, you... They, I'll tell you what, though. Eva Longoria's in it. Oh. She's lost the fastball, man. I hate to say it. It happens Aww. to all of us. disappointing. Yeah, she's chunked up a little bit. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Of course, I've chunked Bruno. up. I'm serious. Eva Longoria is still beautiful, that but is... she's not like oh, she's not like Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek is still drop dead smoke I show. Take I I think you need to rethink that statement. That the only reason that she's not good is because she's chunked up. I'm saying when you know when you read when you see somebody. Just just say I say the same thing about Rachel Ray. Yeah. Rachel Ray again. I'm not. I'm not a fat shaming anybody. I don't do that. Well, stuff. you are. No, I'm not. I'm saying. What you just did is fat. That is no. Yeah. When you watch is, a character, it was smoking, smoking hot. It happens to men too. So, but when I'm looking more at women, not men. And I say when men are attractive. But when you see Eva Longoria when she was in what Desperate Housewives? Is that the show she was in? Eva Longoria. Uh-huh. I think she was one of the Desperate Housewives. So maybe it's just that she's gotten a little bit, um, she's, she's, she's not as tight. I don't know if she's tight. I just know she, she doesn't look the same. She's, everybody gets older. Some people get extensive plastic surgery. Right. She hasn't, apparently, and that's fine. I'm not saying everybody, when they start getting older, has to immediately have their face stretched out so they look like they can't move their eyebrows or their eyes, noses, ears, or throats. I'm just saying she does. I didn't even realize it was her until I saw the preview the second time. I'm like, who is that chick? She looks familiar. And it's Eva Longoria. Evan Longoria is not doing that much either these days, but uh, it happens to all of us. You know what I'm saying? I'm. I mean, a couple I'm years ago, Evan Longoria to... was the talk of baseball, right? And so he's lost his fastball, even though he's not a pitcher. I'm just saying, uh, just saying. I'm, I'm, I'm just calling you out. I'm just saying, just like you. Ridiculous. <laughs> you're gonna try to make me sound. Now you're gonna have people tweeting, Tony Bruno, what a misogynist. Well, oh, he's fat shaming people. I just you know I me. I like some cushion. I like the cushion for the pushing. I'm not one of these guys well, yeah, who's in this like- <laughs> the skinny, scrawny, twiggy like chicks. No, that's I, li- very I, true. I I don't. I'm not like. Oh my God, you better be perfect. I'm just saying she. Uh, she, she <laughs> yeah, because you, you would not be with me otherwise. <laughs> that's for damn sure. <laughs> By the way, we have breaking news now about all these movies being made for the summer movie season. The live-action Super Mario Kart movie looks incredible. Did you see this? A Siraj House of Chungus, first of his name on Twitter, who I'm following, say a driver's windshield has been hit by a turtle. So there's a video. You know, there's a commercial where the uh, the, the drones are running into the windows right. and the guys are driving for an insurance company. Let I think me see it was, if I can find it so I can show everybody. A driver's windshield hit by a turtle, and the turtle's, like, stuck on the windshield. And, of course... Mario Kart featured uh, turtles, right? Yes. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Here we go. Hold on. I'm finding it. I'm finding it. I'm it's not really in the Mario Kart live action part. This was just an accident <laughs> and somebody was wise on Twitter. I thought you were being serious. No, no. That's what the guy wrote. It's pretty funny because the story is. 
Let's see. Driver's what... windshield hit by turtle, and then the guy says the live-action Super Mario Kart movie looks incredible. He should say looks lit AF. Incredible, I don't know, but lit, definitely. I hope that turtle's all right. Screw uh... the windshield. They could just get safe light repair, safe light replace. <laughs> Guy comes right out, takes the damn windshield out, slaps one on, they and then the fantastic. kids all get happy. I've used, I've used them. Hold on. I actually have the photograph of the live turtle. Actually, it's a video, but I'm not going to play the sound. There you have it right there. Oh, that poor turtle. I know. I hope he's all right. I somehow. Yeah, I don't, th- you know, they're pretty got hard shells. I know. They're turtles on the half shell. I like him on a hard shell. It's not a turp, is it? It's not my dad. No, it's not a Maryland turp. Uh, South Carolina man escaped uninjured after a turtle came flying through his windshield. Flying shelling. turtles? We have flying squirrels. We have flying here's, fish. Here's the dude. Do you want to hear him? Yeah, let's go to the tape. This is the okay. this is the windshield. A turtle hits a windshield. What country? Was it sit in South Carolina? Near him, yeah. hit a turtle and sent it into Gardner's windshield. I didn't get hurt at all. I just remember uh, when the cops showed up. He was like, hey, uh, you're covered in glass. And I, cause I didn't know, like, I didn't know there was any in my hair and stuff like that. So I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> covered in glass. And the turtle, Rob's auto body says it didn't make it. Aww. Yeah, I was definitely surprised because, like, I couldn't even tell what it was at first because it's like it's just a big black dot coming at me. And it's like I couldn't move at all, really. Wow. So... I was just like, oh, okay, I hope it's not too bad. Gardner says police were called to the scene, and the guy who hit the turtle got out of his truck. He checked on me, and, like, we both stopped, and he just made sure I was okay and everything like that. It'll take almost $2,000 to repair Gardner's car. The uh, wipers and stuff like that all got broken, too, so it's going to be a lot. Poor little turtle. Guys, guys, well, he's going to get the windshield. I mean, luckily, nobody was hurt except the turtle. The turtle didn't just break the windshield. It, it went, like, went yeah, through it. Through it. Went through it. There's a huge hole in that sucker. Yeah, I mean, he's lucky that the turtle didn't go all the way through and hit his head. Now, apparently, the turtle was on the road and got hit and then was right. and pushed into the air. So oh, yeah. Double that's, tap. Yeah, so that's what happened. It wasn't that the turtle yeah. was flying like Rocky the <laughs> Flying Squirrel. <laughs> or as Bob Trevor from the 203 says, flying squirrels, flying pigs, flying turtles. What's next? Flying cows? Well, we did have flying cows in the movie Twister. Remember that? Yes. That was a great movie. And well, you in, remember the movie I Twister? Did, and right, in The Wizard of Oz. And The Wizard of Oz. Everything was flying in there. Yes, The Wizard of Oz had a Andy Reid was flying in there because they were in Kansas, remember? And everything was flying. Speaking of that, we'll have a Iowa man who looks like Andy Reid in deep, deep trouble thanks to Best Buy's Geek Squad. Did you see that story, Robin? We're going to get to that one. We also have a Florida update. Miss Robin always has Florida updates before we get out of here. Florida. You heard of the people of Walmart, right? You see there's a, a yes. website where they show all the people in Walmarts, you know, with weirdly dressed and weird shit. Forget about the people of Walmart today. We now have Matt Cord's phone number thanks to Harry Mays and Mertitas. We'll have the pilferers at Publix. So people of Walmart, now pilferers at Publix. We'll have that update for you. And whatever happened to the crash test dummies, you're probably asking. Remember crash test dummies? Yes. Speaking of flying. They're back. We got them too. Yes, we do. But in the meantime, no, the turtle's name was not Leonardo, Donatello, Michelangelo, or Raphael. Although we'll probably make another sequel because there haven't been enough Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle sequels. Do you like the live action turtles or the animated turtles? I grew up on the animated. So I like the animated better. I thought the live action was a little much for me. I really? really? Didn't, I didn't vibe with it. No. I like the first yeah. one. I like the first one. Childhood memories, I guess, for me. Tell me about your childhood, by the way. I I don't know why, but the the people the the the, the characters dressed up as the the Ninja Turtles. I thought were, they were cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, because remember, that was pretty hokey. primitive animation. I mean, there were guys they in suits. Yeah, but... but there were guys in suits, but their mouths moved normally. It didn't look hokey, is what I'm saying. I thought it looked hokey. Oh, I yeah, thought they I were I thought awesome. it was kind of like the Sonic-type stuff. I really no, wasn't, no, I, I really love the original. I love it. I love them. Heroes on the Half Shell. I like them better than Clams on the Half Shell, though, because I can't eat raw. I'm not eating anything raw. Okay. Well, not almost anything. I'm just not <laughs> eating any raw seafood. Okay? You see what happens at Joel Embiid. I don't want that shit happening in my house. Anyway... So we got a bunch of up, up, updates. Did you, did you still want me to try to get a hold of Matt Corbin? Yeah, let's get Matt, because I, I saw it on Twitter. He had uh, somebody mentioned to him, and I got to find it again now. See, this is the bad thing. This is what's great about our Twitch stream, is that you could see everybody saying stuff, and you can find it. But then when you go and you saw a tweet from like a half an hour ago, mm. it takes you forever to find it again, especially when you're on live and you're trying to get everything up to date. Let's see. So Matt Cord has been notified that I was not following him. And now apparently people are reaching out to Matt. I am following him, and I just saw it. But guess what? He's still not following me. And you know what that is, don't you? You know what that is? It's an outrage. Damn right. So Matt Cord, uh, Harry Mays, and Jason Martinez, right, coming to the rescue? Because we got to get Matt Cord on. i got to get him behind this new hashtag that I started. Because I didn't see any. Have you seen anybody else hashtag that? No, not at all. You're Did the you first hear one. anybody? I mean, it's not like I had to have a, a a PowerPoint presentation on which hashtag I thought of immediately. It's pretty easy thinking of hashtags. Getting them to go viral, though, that's another thing. And I need help. I want to go viral, Robin. And I don't mean by going into a movie theater to go see Avengers Endgame and have somebody with measles in there. Yeah. And that went viral, and everybody in the theater got or sick. Or being stuck on the. Uh, uh, the cruise ship, not cruise ship, it was the large, it was an old cruise boat that was repurposed for... Um, the Scientologists? Sci- yeah, Search of Scientologists. Yeah, I saw that story they've too. They've all been... Uh, quarantined, quarantined because of measles. Yeah, you're in a room. I mean, imagine going, imagine last weekend, Avengers Endgame had the biggest opening weekend in movie history. And so in one theater in California, one person with the measles goes in, nobody knows it, starts coughing, boom. Now, not everybody gets the measles, Right? I mean, I had measles when I was a kid. So if you've been vaccinated, you're probably not going to get them again, right? If you've been vaccinated or you've already had the measles right. once. I already had the measles are, as a kid. You have enough immunity in you. But, you know, you could be a carrier, I think. Exactly. But I'm not a carrier. Not of measles, at least. And I get tested every year, so I know I'm clean. Just so the ladies out there want to know. I'm safe Just and I'm case. clean, caught and protected. And all those other things. And we're all happier for it. By the way, Harry Mays checking in, the, and guess what he said today, what his first salutation was? What up? What up, Brunos? Jose from Norristown, we learned yesterday, is now following us on Twitch.tv. Beautiful. And then we had the other Florida story that people are, the story about the guy in Florida that told police he's Jason Bourne. So there's a lot of weird, weird stuff out there. You don't even have to look for it anymore. You realize We used to have to like look real hard to find, what did somebody do today? That's either incredibly stupid or just deranged. And now you don't have to look very far. Now, do you do deranged stuff on the fifth quarter podcast? No, not exactly. Not too much of it. You just break down the sports scientifically? Honestly, we're like you. We're very laid back. We don't really even talk too much of the game. Like, we'll really? talk Game of Thrones, Avengers, and we'll just kind of use the Sixers as our like nucleus. And we're very laid back. Do you have your mind on your money and your money on your mind, though? You got it. Are you 100%. sipping on gin and juice? I told you, yeah. We get we usually bring in Jack Daniels. 
Is that gin and juice? You know, no. no, but you know what we'll need to do because what? if if John Martin, the chief, actually makes it to the wine cellar before the sh- end of the show yes, for the very he's flying first in time from Connecticut. on yes. Bruno Nation Live Twitch, we might actually have to have Red Wine Friday. Yes. Not have to. You know, and John he Martin not only is a great producer who does the NBA on ESPN, he was a once was a sommelier at a great New York steakhouse. Why did I not know this? Because you don't know a lot of things, Robin. So I'm not going to disappoint my boy John Martin, the chief, by pouring some crappy wine. We're going to have to bite. I know Luigi's probably mad and he's listening that we're not going to break open, break open a really good bottle of wine for him. Because we don't have to break open a good wine for Luigi. No, he has his own that he got. You're damn he, right. He won. And we've given him much, much wine. I know Snoop Dogg is sipping on gin and juice, laid back out my mind. That's what the, that's what the joke was, Trevor. Try to keep up, man. But anyway, Harry May is now on watching, and people are like, hey, what up, Harry? Patty Perks is on there. So see, the family's getting back together. It's like, you know, you don't, you, you don't see people for a while. Yes. And then you go on social media, and then you have relatives all over the world who contact you, and you get reconnect. Mm-hmm. But you have to cut for all the other crap where people that you really don't want to talk to don't really care about you, but they're on there anyway, uh, sliding into my DMs when I don't ask them to. Well, May- Harry is kind of like that crazy uncle that when he comes to the family gatherings you it's the two uncles when they get together they're always hysterical they're the life of the party yep. they're they're the ones with the great stories everybody and, and they get in the most trouble that's you and harry mays speaking of getting in trouble guess what i found since harry's listening we have breaking news i actually found The photograph, I think it's on the wrong computer, though. I think it's on that computer. The photograph of the night that we came this close to being arrested. Oh, we do? Yes. At the penthouse club. At the penthouse club. And it's uh, you, me, Harry, and somebody else. And we're dressed up. Well, Harry's not dressed up because he doesn't do costumes. But it was... Only when he goes to cosplay or to a sex dungeon. Then he'll uh, he'll wear the mask if you ask him to because it's one of those... uh, what is that movie that with the don't say it not don't say a word uh, eyes wide shut yes I remember eyes wide shut that was a uh, when Tom they were Cruise, still married right? Tom Cruise yeah. and Nicole Kidman yeah. go to these like, ex- like swingers parties it's really a bizarre movie and you know that I asked that as a trivia trivia question you know what the last words uttered in the movie eyes wide shut are no Nicole Kidman in the movie the last three words are uttered by her. In the film. I think it's two words. And it's two or three it? words. I can't say. I'll say it on the air later. Eyes wide shut. Harry's an eyes wide shut kind of guy. He doesn't wear Halloween costumes. But if you say, Harry, let's say you come down to the wine cellar or that house up in Ambler mm-hmm. with the dungeon. He would go, I believe. Oh, I'm sure. As long as there was vodka and all kinds of good products. Yeah, he there. says. He confirms. He goes, See, I, I, do I know that. Harry. I do that. Yep. I know Harry. He yes. worked today. Harry's now off the air on his regular regular show, 97.3 ESPN, with Aton Chander. Do you know that um, because of our success on Twitch, Harry and uh, Aton are probably going to be doing their own Twitch show as well? Damn right. So we'll have to do we'll we'll have to do like a joint one at some point as well. And we'll be able to ghost host their show. You ghost hosting at all? 
No, we. She was telling me about it. We haven't really gotten to the whole Twitch. What's the matter Twitch with you, platform. man? Or, we're behind. Oh, he says he's already on Twitch now. Oh, Fantastic. Harry's already on Twitch. Good job, Harry. That's fast. That's fantastic. Well, uh, what on? I think on, he had a couple of technical difficulties because you know the first show you have to get yeah. things going. I have tape of Harry earlier on his first Twitch show. I am pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> and then he told Aton at one point as well. Get out! Get out! Exactly. And we're waiting for Matt Cord because, and Harry, I need you to get this trending too, because Harry's an influencer. Yes, he is. And he's under the influence a lot. So if you're under (laughs) the influence, what better way to be an influencer to get this hashtag trending, Robin? That's all I ask for people. How hard is it to get a hashtag trending? Hashtag M. Beast. Beast. E M B E A S T. Is there any more appropriate hashtag than that right now? Let's no. be honest. It's no. pretty accurate. After that windmill jam. Embeast? Say it now. Say it. Embeast. i got to get Matt Cord on in here. I know. He's not contacting me back. I texted him. Should I go? Yeah, look at the thread. I'm, I'm telling you, I can't find it because I'm trying to do a show and I can't read over and scroll through all of my, uh, all of my tweets and Instagram posts. What's the matter with you? You know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to go step off to the side, see if I can call since he's not. Well, Matt Cord, we have yes. his number though, right? I have his number now. I got to get Matt on. He's the voice of the uh, of Wells Fargo Center with the Sixers. He's the guy that sits courtside. He's the guy that the officials go right up to and say, that's a technical foul on Pascal Siakam. And obviously he wasn't trying to hurt him. That was just a dumb reflex action and he knew it was wrong, and he got the double technical, and right. it really didn't matter. And then afterwards, they gave each other a little love. So this isn't a bad blood thing, because we see a lot of that in these playoffs. But, you know, you see what's going on with the Warriors and, and, the, and the Rockets. You're seeing some bad blood in this Denver series that's going on that resumes tonight out west. You know, there's always trash talking, so that, that's, that's commonplace. But tonight, Portland Game 3, after stealing home court in Denver... That series got a little uh, chippy. You've been watching any of that, the Portland Trailblazers and your Denver Nuggets? Portland minus four tonight, over under 215. Who do you like, Ryan Hassett? You're an NBA guru type yeah. of guy. I mean, I do like Portland at home. Uh, I mean, whenever the Sixers play them out in uh, Oregon, we have no shot ever. And that home crowd advantage is fantastic. And Damian Lillard, I expect them fully to go to the Western Conference Finals. And I think this will be a fantastic series versus the Warriors. No, I think this Portland-Denver series could go the distance, too. Yeah. Because, you know, obviously Denver won game one, and then game two, Portland comes back, and now it's a series. You know, when, when, when it's 1-1, and somebody's taking somebody's home court advantage away, which we saw Brooklyn did with the Sixers, they bounce back. Portland, obviously, in Denver, Portland did it. They, they stole home court away. And now you got Boston tonight. Game three, another pivotal game. Can the Celtics protect the home court that they stole in Milwaukee by winning game one. That's the question tonight. Celtics, two-point favorites, minus two, 220 over-under. And, and the guy that really erupted in game two for the Bucks, because everybody talks about Giannis, the Greek freak, the guy that they didn't pay attention to, and he is statistically the best three-point percentage shooter in NBA history, obviously, since they started the three-point shot. Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton is shooting 55% 
from three-point territory in this postseason alone. All-time, somebody who's played at least, has, has taken at least 100 shots in the postseason. All of those people have taken 100-point shots. Rajah Bell, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Some pretty big-name guys in there. Chris Middleton is number one all-time with at least 100 playoff shots, shooting almost 50% in his career with 100 shots. That's pretty damn good. So he's one of those guys to watch. He, he erupted in game two, which is why Milwaukee was able to get that game against Boston and make it a 1-1 series. And the hockey tonight, Boston Bruins, we mentioned last night the Bruins win. That's tied 2-2 going back to Boston and Columbus last night. The Avalanche, how about that Philip Grubauer, Grubauer, the goaltender for your Colorado Avalanche. Avalanche, even the series with the Sharks, they shut him out last night, 3-0. Your Colorado Avalanche. And they all went back, instead of having a cold brewski, a cocktail, eh? A cocktail? They had some weed, because they were in Denver, after all. <laughs> you got to get weed. You got to tie that in there. Exactly. And tonight, will Carolina, the Hurricanes, finish off the four-game sweep of the New York Islanders? Yes or no? Yes. I love that crowd down there, dude. Yeah, Raleigh, man. They're, they're excited down there. It's underrated. No, they really are. And, and Rob Brindamore. Former Flyer, great player, doing an unbelievable job as a head coach. Mm-hmm. Sweep City tonight for the Islanders of Raleigh? You bet. Is it a stone-cold guaranteed lock? And yes, former Caps goalie, Philip Grubauer. First time the Sharks got shut out since 2010 in the postseason, eh? So that that's uh, tonight. That could be over. For the New York Islander. The Islanders can't, can't score. I mean, they're a great defensive team, but they have zero. I mean, they're pretty impotent. And the way they win games is by keeping the games close, finding a way to get a late goal and, and steal one. They haven't done anything in this series. And now, game five tonight, also in the other Western Conference series, your St. Louis Blue at home tonight against Dallas in game five. Pivotal game tied 2 2. So the game fives, whenever you got the 2 2, this is the big one. And then the Sixers, of course, on Sunday. You talk about monster games that could pretty much decide the series. They win at home. And you want to talk about buildings going crazy? And I'll be there. I will be on the floor. Literally the floor? Uh, no, I won't be. I'll be on the floor pregame, walking around, <laughs> slapping backs, kissing babies. You, that's your thing. Uh, you know, seeing all my friends, getting love, you know, going on, maybe seeing Meek, go over to Meek and AI and Zach Ertz, all my boys. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go up and sit in the hockey press box where I need the Hubble telescope to be able to see the game. But it doesn't matter. I can say I was there. And so Robin, he was even going. Instead of going to Cinco de Mayo celebrations up in King of Prussia, Robin and I said, we got basket. We got to work. Let Luigi go up there and get wasted on great tequila and have a great meal at Cantina Laredo. We were invited. But are we going to go up to Cantina Laredo on Cinco de Mayo? Could we do both? No, the Sixers game's at 3.30 in the afternoon. We can't do both. We can't do both. We got to be there early. I want to be on the floor. I want to be there during shoot-around. And then, afterwards, you're going to go down under. and I'm going to be doing live. Yes. This is how big... I have the playoff beard going, but I'm going to trot out the playoff internationally known and known to rock the microphone, Tony. Because after the game, I will be going live to Australia. Australia, mate. Where they know their round ball down there. Patty Mills and all the other great Australians. You know the Flyers have an Australian on their roster. Do you know who that is? 
Are you serious right now? I want to know if, who, if anybody out there knows and can message me right now on our stream chat here on Twitch TV, which member of the Philadelphia Flyers... Now, Ben Simmons, obviously, is not from... Ben Simmons played in Australia, but he also played in the country. But there's one guy who's from Australia on the Sixers. Brett, Brett Brown coached in Australia. Oh, you know, the Sixers. On this, uh, oh, did Bolden. I say the Sixers? Bolden. Jonah Bolden. Jonah Bolden is yeah. the correct answer. Did I not say the Sixers? Say flyers. You said I'm flyers. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Obviously, there's not many Australians playing <laughs> hockey. But it's Jonah Bolden. So we'll go live post-game. Not local in Philly. Uh-uh. I'm taking my act international. I'm going down, down, down under. Way down under. With my boy. Duncan McKenzie Duncan McKenzie McCarg. Duncan McKenzie McCarg. Our friend from Australia who we met in Minnesota at the Super Bowl. And he was broadcasting live at our party, our Eagles. Duncan McKenzie McCarg. Great guy. And so now I'm going live with him. We went live with him in Australia at the Eagles Super Bowl pregame show, postgame show, the victory celebration. We were live in Australia from our party. I know. Who else is going live in Australia? It's so fun to say. I know. Duncan People were sending me knives. They were sending me... uh, uh, that ain't co- that. Co- that isn't a knife. Copybaras. People were sending me copybaras. They were sending me that wild animal. Koala. That koala bears. They were sending me that stuff. Once I went on in Australia, I'm huge down there. Yeah. I'm so far down under. They actually gave me some Fremunda cheese. Yeah. Thank you, EKT eight seventy five. That's I see. That's what somebody suggested. By the way, I want to uh, go to the. Uh, I'm making up the segment as we speak. I'm going to say brought to you by Switchboard Live. Yes. Um, we want to thank the following people for following us. Um, I already mentioned a few of them, but uh, we got backed up. There's so many that have been following this. Did you not do your Metamucil yesterday, Robin? You never get backed up. I'm telling you, fiber every day. First of all, Angel Gonzo4887 subscribed with Prime. That is a fantastic job out of you. Mm-hmm. And then we have Mickey4058210, Shimmy2111, the McDingers2019. Obviously, Air Repo Man, I mentioned him before. The, um, Bob, oh no, Bob from Valley Forge sent us bits. Scrapple Joe sent us some more bits. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And James RMCA and Big Cat4215. Thank you so much for following. Now, there's uh, stories going around. The Sam Carcitti, who's a Broad Street Bull who follows the Flyers here locally, he, uh, he's talking about the Nashville, for example, the Predators who got knocked out of the playoffs in the first round. They're expected to deal one of their defensemen for a much-needed scorer, and Sam Carcitti is uh, suggesting today that maybe tra- trading Jake Voracek for P.K. Subban might, might make sense for the Flyers. And they're going to be exploring a lot of things. You know, they got the new coach in here. The organization's going to go in a new direction. They got a lot of young players, but uh, but PK Subban, would you make that trade? PK Subban for now PK Subban. They're neither neither guy is a young up and comer. They're both veteran players, and PK Subban has made the rounds and he's a good player. But Jake Voracek, see that's that's going to be one of those interesting scenarios. Now again, this is not a trade that's being proposed. This is a writer looking at the off-season, which the Flyers are... By the way, the Flyers are at least, what, 10 rounds of golf in by now? Yep. If they they haven't gotten in 10 good rounds of golf by now, they're even failing in the off-season as the Flyers. You've got to play golf every day when you're a hockey player. What's the matter with you? I don't know if I'd make that trade. I mean, Voracek's been here for, what, six, seven years now? It's about time, you know? And other people saying he's a... Voracek's a cancer on this team. 
Are you kidding me? I know P.K. Subban's still good. But remember, Nashville, as Flyer Superfan who checks in, says, I don't think Nash- Nashville will do that deal after they gave up Shea Weber to get P.K. Subban, or P.J. Subban, or P.K. Subban. So that's gonna, we're going to be watching a lot of the offseason action in the National Hockey League. And, of course, many NBA franchises have already gone fishing. That's one of my favorite segments. And they actually have gotten better and better on TNT. Did you see the gone fishing the other night with the San Antonio Spurs? <laughs> and then they have that, that the digital boat, the front of a boat, and it's raining on the set down there in Atlanta. It's hilarious, man. Those guys are the best. Even Robin liked that. Yes, it was. The gone the, fishing segment. Well, the used graphics, to be, they just, yeah, right? the graphics are like tight. Amazing. It was actually better than... Better than the the, uh, the the Sonic, the Sonic movie. Yes. It, it was more creative than the Sonic movie. I have. And they're doing a post game show on a set in Atlanta, wearing wearing Gorton's the Fisherman outfits, having fake rain come down, wind blowing, and then the front of that boat, and the boat. What's the name of the boat on that, Robin? Do you remember the name? Oh shoot! I don't remember it either. I was just wanting to see if you knew it. I don't. I mean, I remember talking about it, but now I don't remember it. I have a Matt Cord update. We have a Matt Cord update. Um, he he got back. To, he he was in the car, and then he was rushing because he was late to get to his room for career day at Ruston High School. So one of his kids has career day, or I, he's 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 at career day. He's at career day at Ruston High School. So he wants to know. Obviously, he goes any other time would be great. And so I wrote back to him what you wanted to do, and even if he had two minutes. Now Two would be great, but if he doesn't, then of course, obviously, another minutes left in the quarter. Because you can't, you can't keep the kids waiting. No, you can't. So that's totally understandable, and it's commendable in whatever capacity he's there for. But we'll now, see. I didn't realize this. PK Subban's girlfriend is Lindsey Vaughn. They were together at the Raptors game in the, with the Seventy Sixers. And PK was born in Toronto, eh? up in Ontario, Canada. I did not know that he and Lindsey Vaughn were an item now. Did you? I did not know that either. Lindsay Bonds, uh, yeah, she's, she's, uh, she's made the circuit. She was Tiger for a little bit. Too. Yeah, she was with yeah. Tiger for a while. Dean's got his derby picks in. I will release my derby picks in the final hour. It's sort of like waiting for Santa Claus to go up the the uh, step, the ladder, up into Macy's on the Thanksgiving Day Parade at the end. Santa Claus is the very last guy who comes out after all the balloons are flying. Uh-huh. Exactly. So uh, Dean gave us some... Locks, clover, Kentucky clover dirt. bits. Plus, with each clover bit, he gave us a, a horse. Pick, a horse. So let me do. Let me. Should I release these, Dean? Dean can I release these sure. to the audience? Well, he's releasing him on the on the yeah. Twitch stream. And Dean and I have a little competition going. He posts his tickets. He takes a picture of him. I take a picture of mine when we go and pu- go to the uh, tur- turf club, off track mm-hmm. betting, wherever you're going. And you take his advice sometimes. Absolutely no. I listen, Dean is a Dean's a degenerate. Yeah. He's, and I mean that with the most reverence possible. I mean, he used to go to Tampa Bay Downs like every day, back in the day. In fact, WDAA Studios in Tampa, mm-hmm. the radio station where our good friend, the, the late great um, Mr. Thomas, and of course our good friend Steve Dumig and all of our other people that we know and love from WDAE, they were right next door to Tampa Bay Downs, the studio. That's handy. It was a little long walk, but an easy drive. And people would go to Tampa Bay Downs. A lot for the ponies. Pete Rose, I think, had his own personal section there. 
Then he would go to the dog tracks when he was down in South Florida. But when he was in Central Florida, he'd always go to Tampa Bay Downs. By the way, since Dean Dean is sending us bits and there's a couple other people that send us bits, I want to remind people that if you type in bleed purple. All one word? All one word, immediately followed by the number of bits you want to donate to us, it'll give us an additional 10% for free. Really? No charge to you. And you don't even have to figure out the 10%. The machine does it for you. Like if you're at a Jack Blackjack table, we were trying to figure out earlier, Ryan, Mm -hmm. what the proper tip. Now, when you're at a Blackjack table and you're winning hundreds and hundreds of dollars, do you normally throw a couple of chips? How do you do it when you're in the the casino? Well, the problem is I don't get to that point because I lose it. Oh, okay. So we haven't gotten that point yet. So You've just, never wanted a blast. See, I don't play blackjack anymore. No, I have awful anymore. luck. I'm all, like you were mentioning the roulette table. Uh-huh. I'm, I do well at roulette. But yeah, I love roulette. Blackjack, I'm not good. I hate blackjack. What, what, I don't what? even like... The only time I play blackjack is if it's strip blackjack or strip poker. Right. I don't go to any card games. There's too many people who could screw you up. That's the difference. When you go and you sit in front of a slot machine, nobody's going to screw you but the house. Because the machines are, they tighten up the, you know, and it's hard to win. But I'd rather have the house screw me over, which they do anyway, no matter what game you're playing, than somebody sitting next to me who doesn't know what they're doing. That's the problem with card games. Somebody next to you, especially blackjack, can cost you money. I don't want somebody else's stupid mistake to cost me. I'll let my own stupid mistakes cost me. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, that's enough about that. But we mentioned Switchboard and the great Ryan Hassey. So now, Ryan, as as part of the organization... Bully 77 Mustang just did the bleed purple, uh, followed by the number of bits, and look, voila. Plus five. It says plus five. It automatically, boom, gives gives us... 20%. 10. 10%. 10%. Can we get 20? Can we get 25? (laughs) Now, I'll take the 10% anytime. That's that's like when you get a 10% off discount when you go to a store... Here in Philadelphia, you go to a store, it's like eight something percent. So it's like getting paying no tax, basically, right? Yeah. You pay no tax when you get ten percent off. It's That's a beautiful good. thing. And there's even soda tax, you get it off. But I don't buy soda because I refuse to pay one cent to this corrupt. Well, we stopped drinking and, soda almost completely. Exactly. I have to have some for guests, but I buy it outside the city so I can stick it to Philadelphia mayor. Jim Kenny. Yeah, the, probably the only type of carbonated drink that we will have in the house, other than for guests, is going to be the new Genesis bottles that exactly. we'll, we're looking for. The stamina to. drink. Yeah. No longer en- energy drinks are out. Stamina drinks are in. Because they're healthier. Exactly. Better for you, and they taste good. Exactly. Now, Switchboard Cloud. Now, Ryan Hassey here, as we mentioned, started out as a dad was a listener. Dad turned him on to the show. He listened to the show. When Harry Mays and I were together, and then he became a fan, and then we, he said he wanted to come here and be an intern and answer mm-hmm, phones or mm-hmm. do whatever we wanted. He came in, and he worked hard, and then he said, screw this shit. I'm getting out of here. I've had <laughs> enough. I'm not coming down to South Philly from Lancaster. Now, but you weren't living in Lancaster at the time, right? I was a freshman at Temple, so I was very overwhelmed with the whole city. Yeah. And it was probably like if I did that maybe a year later, it would have been a completely different story, but I was so overwhelmed with the city. Yes, and yeah, I don't it think you—you you didn't even have a car, right? You nope. were doing all public transportation. I, like, I walked like twenty minutes. So you it was you were such a babe water. in the woods back right. then, right? Exactly, exactly. So innocent, naive. Oh, how times have Not changed. Not so much anymore. <laughs> then he went to Temple and he found out how to do it. <laughs> That's how we do it in North Broad Street, yo. That's how we do it. No, this is how we do it, Robin. 
What's the matter with you? I was changing the words to make it appropriate to the environment. You're so white. The the situation. (laughs) Goodness gracious. So back to back to Ryan. So Ryan. Yes. So we we've talked about switchboard. Sure. And then they hired you because they were looking for somebody. We said, hey, Ryan's the right guy. You went over there. You started working for them. So tell people what it does because it's, it's a great operation, man. It's sure. great. So it, it's very unique because you can multi-stream simultaneously to multiple destinations. So what I mean by destinations, I mean social media accounts. Right. So let's say we're here and you want to go live on Tony Bruno's show. Well, you don't have to have just Facebook going. You can have Facebook Twitter, YouTube, um, Twitch yep. is one of our providers. Then we also, you can go to a custom RTMP, which is like a website. So your website. Not the Royal Canadian Mountain Founded Police. That's the RCMP. This is the RTMP. Which RTMP. Is and uh, that's kind of how we're unique. We're the, one of the only softwares out there for live streaming content that you can multi-stream like that too. Um, and what you need is an encoder. So you can go out and get your encoder and then... The encoder provides the stream. Not one of those like rings that you used to get out of a cereal box. The, oh, no, that's a decoder, no, no. Ring. decoder ring. You have to get an encoder ring. Yes. But they're not in cereal boxes anymore. So a decoder, anybody who's in the tech <laughs> exactly. knows where the decoder is. And yeah, and it's very it's efficient. The bit rates are high. The, the resolution quality is amazing. It is. I know Robin can speak on that. And you know I love it there. It's a perfect opportunity for me, and I use it now for my podcast. And you know I really hope in the next year we can go out, get more of a clientele list, and uh, we can keep pushing that, that button. And what's good about it is we, because when we were streaming the show initially, you know, you have to have bandwidth to put video out. Mm-hmm. So we would have the camera set up, as always, but then we would only be able to get it to one source without burning our, our you know, because we don't have a bit. It would be choppy if we tried anything Yeah, else. because you don't have enough bandwidth. Even, with, even with, the, with 5G, which we have here, you know, if we were just trying to stream all of this, now that we're streaming only to Twitch right now, but when we were streaming to all the different platforms, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Periscope, mm-hmm. you can send it out to six or seven sites without using any additional bandwidth because it goes to Switchboard and then they send it out right. to all these and different places. And then not places. only that, but if you're, um, because of multiple cameras and you have to have it in one system to work it, then uh, if you had to have all of those applications open on your computer, that takes up your computer CPU and it overloads your computer as well. Exactly. So this way, all you're doing technically is streaming to one place. Exactly. And then you don't have to worry about you know having the supercomputer in your house or buying you know having to get the amount of bandwidth that you can't get. You can't get it, even in a business platform. Nope. Like we have the best, we have Verizon's, Verizon's top rated, the best you can get, the business, or whether it's Xfinity business, we use Fios. We couldn't stream everything we do with, with Fios's best available. Right. We, we have, have a terabyte, terabyte, and that wouldn't be enough to stream all the video we wanted to, despite well, because, especially that Especially because it fluctuates throughout exactly. day and time, depending on who else is on the system. And now that we have uh, the Fios um, fiber fiber cable, mm-hmm. it's awesome. Beautiful. It's fast. So you can, you can go, you could be a gamer and do it. You can go to church on Sunday and you want to stream whatever. So what, what are your... The like, Eagles use it too, right? Obviously, obviously, people that are doing podcasts right. are big using this, but what other types of people use it? It's unique, and that's something that's a little touch on. Uh, we have a cloud indie plan we just implemented, and that's only $35 a month. So those are for oh, those... that's like nothing. For gamers, like yeah. Twitch users. Um, 
that's like a low price point for us. But like you said, we're with the Eagles. So we have gamers, we have churches, we have small businesses, we have the Eagles, um, the Ringer. The Ringer is one of the people mm-hmm. we have as clients. Uh, it's really unique because we can uh, customize to anybody's level of expertise and we can customize to anybody's uh, level of business experience. As yeah, well. and again, it's not, and obviously it's for what we do, it's perfect. But it's not just your podcaster. Nope. You mentioned people can use it. The Daytime Emmys, I believe, was the first Daytime's. show that was used streaming with yep. Switchboard Live. Big and, time. Uh, the X Games. The, the X, X Games, Games use yeah. us. Harley Davidson uses us. Awesome. Red Bull uses us. I know, I know one of your other uh, uh, VPs or whatever, Jason, he was uh, traveling to the X Games several times when I was talking to him before Ryan took over our account when he started, which is really handy, already having an in. I mean, we right. already had an in, yeah. but then we added an additional in exactly. in the company, which is really handy. So you just go to switchboard.tv. No, switchboard.live. Right. Twitches.tv. Right. Switchboard is dot live. Switchboard.live. You're good. But what's the website, though? It is, it's literally switchboard.live. That's it. www.switchboard.live. Mm-hmm. All the info's in there. You can be in touch with them on the phone, and they'll get you set up. It's the people on the phone. I mean, everybody yes. knows what they're doing there. They're not like me. You call me, I'm like, <laughs> I don't you, know And shit. you might even get to speak to Ryan. And really? like, if I may bring up one last point, that's something that kind of sets us apart. We have excellent customer service, and in that industry, it's very small, and you don't really have too many people who will pick up the phone and help you out. That is true. So that's something that we really try to get into, and that we kind of found our niche. So please, if you have any other questions, anybody listening, if you're interested in live streaming, uh, we're your number one guy to come to. So exactly. thank you guys for letting me come on and talk No about problem, it. man. You guys have been great with us. We were there from Jump Street, man. Yeah, they wh- came to us and we said, hey, this we were try out our service. The, tradi- the transition from where you rebranded. I, tr- I went through my transition during yes. the whole Switch thing. But they rebranded into a different name. I won't even mention the old one. And um, they are now Switchboard Live. And the cloud, their producer platform in the cloud is fantastic. Like I can, I, there's all these templates that I can preload in there so that when we go live, it's already ready to go. Beautiful. I can, I can turn on and turn off different locations. Now, do they have puffy clouds in there like Bob Ross yes, used to do? Yes, that's exactly yeah. how it they is. They have a nice puffy cloud, right? <laughs> exactly. And they're all happy clouds? Yes, they're all happy clouds. Beautiful. Beautiful. So... By the way, fine. I got to give Dean's picks here before it scrolls okay. down too far. I finally have the the photo or the screen is actually on Ryan. So you, oh, we got he's on camera now. He's not just a faceless voice. He right looks now. like he's from uh, like Amish country. I know. I think I'm from there. I think. You, I but you're, you're not Amish, right? I'm not Amish. Are you sure? Do I look Amish? You like, could, I mean, some people. If you had a, like a hat on, like a Amish hat on. If you had like the black suspenders mm-hmm. and a plain colored shirt. You could pass as Amish, I'm you telling could. you. could. If you wanted to be an Amish impersonator. No, his beard's not long enough. No, but he could let it grow. I'm, I'm not, not, and by the way, I'm not knocking the way the Amish look. I love that look. <laughs> you know, most Major League Baseball players now look like they're from uh, yes. the Amish country with these beards and stuff. Right. That's true. I don't pass judgment on people's appearance, except Eva Longoria, who's uh, just chunked up a hands? little bit too much. Um, I've, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm decent ever, with my hands. Have you ever raised a barn? <laughs> I have, I have not. I have not. Have you ever raised a roof at the club, a temple on, uh, oh, you bet. Yeah, uh, damn right, man. If you can't raise life. a barn, you better be at least able to raise the roof. I got my experience in the fraternity life and now I'm, I'm good to go. You all know? about that life, man? I went through it and now I'm out of it. 
<laughs> I went through it. I <laughs> got the experience while I could. And done. All right, let me give you Dean's super dirt. I need to give the super fact of picks yes, here, Robin. Yes, you do. Because I'm going to lose him here. I'll give mine at the end of the show. We still have, uh, what, 50 minutes left oh, of the yeah. program. We're good. And we'll go overtime if necessary. I need to make sure that I'm not missing the Chiefs. Uh, well, you have my phone there. I do. This is like the John Bucci Grass Overtime Challenge. Are you familiar with that? Yes. The I great Bucci Main. Love that guy. Uh, so Dean's picks are five. Let me get out my thing here. Hang on a second. He likes the five where it's improbable, which is the favorite now, because he's a chalk kind of guy. And by the way, favorites have been winning the Derby. It used to be the favorite never won, but in recent years, the favorite's always been up there in the money or winning it. Improbable, Dean has five, 16. I feel like I'm playing bingo. B5, 15, which is... And he, uh, B, five, 16, which is game winner, another Baffert horse, another one of the favorites. So he's got five, 16. No, 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 no. You're reading it wrong. No, I'm not. Yes, you are, because the, it's five, six, eight, 16, and 17. The one is f- for the number of clovers he gave. See where it says five dash clover one, six. The one behind the clover. Oh, okay. See, I, I, I'm just looking. At, I thought it was yes, a 16 horse and the 18 yes. horse. Yes, he does have the 16 horse, but that's not where it okay, is. Okay, so he's, he's got five, six. It's hard to read this stuff on here. Five, so six is Vacoma, which is one of the longer shots. So that's like a 20 to one horse. It's going to go down, obviously. So he's got five, six, eight. Eight, of course, is Tacitus, the course that I like and that, and you know who also likes it, the great Hank Goldberg. Yes. Loves Tacitus. So five, six, eight, then 16 and 17. 16, of course, is game winner, another one of the Baffert horses that I mentioned earlier. And 17 is the other Baffert horse, Roadster. And what's interesting to note here, that Roadster, despite being a 6-to-1 favorite, is going out of the 17 hole. But I think they move him up. No horse has ever won from the 16 hole, 17 hole at the Kentucky Derby. Now that... No horse that started in gate number 17 has ever won the Kentucky Derby. Now, that, of course, is something. It'll happen eventually. It maybe happens this weekend. No, because when they scratch a horse, do they move everybody up one? Yes. Or do they leave them in the... No, I, they, they don't change anybody's number. So the 12 horse is out. So there is no 12 right. horse in this race. But So everybody's number stays the same, except the 21 horse will remain the 21 horse, even though he wasn't in the original field, because uh, he was an also eligible so they uh, they put 21 horses up, sometimes 22, mm-hmm. and if somebody is scratched, that horse then makes the field of 20. They don't want over 20 horses. Right. But they'll have a couple of extra some years. This year's only one, Bodie Express. He now moves up into the 20 hole because the gates don't have 21 positions in them. Gotcha. The, the, uh, the alternate gate. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, there you have it. But Dean they says will not five. change their numbers, though. No, even they don't they, change the numbers. So even if... The 21 horse would be in the 20 position. Correct. They see still, still the 21 okay. horse. Gotcha. You follow me right now? I'm following So you. Dean's got 5, 6, 8, 16, 17, his superfecta lock. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be playing. I'm going to do a lot of supers. A lot of people are posting theirs too. DC, uh, D. Conrad, Las Vegas. Super key 5, 8 with 5, 8 with 3, 13, 16, 17, 19 with 3, 13, 16, 17, 19. Cost $40. And they hate it when you go up to a window, especially on a crazy day like Derby Day, and you're going up and you walk to the, to, to the counter, and they don't take credit cards. Nope. Better have the cash. And you say, all right, I like a dollar super key with 5'8", with 5'8", 
And then with 3, 13, 16, 17, 19, with 3, 13, 16, 17, 19, actual retail price, $40. See, I might understand horses. I do not understand horse gambling with the whole keying them in and wheeling them in. and uh, That's why that I have stuff. to keep Robin away from me when I walk up to the window. Because then at the last minute, she'll come up. I have, you have to have everything written down. You can't walk up there and this sp- read that off from the top of your head. That particular bet right there that with the super keys, right. with the 5-8, with the 5-8, and all the other numbers. And I've done a lot of those. But you can't just walk no. up and say, here. You have to have it written down. Yeah, and you time. write it. And that's what I do. So I make sure I don't screw up, and I make sure the person at the window understands what I say as they're punching it in. Yes. And so that's why you write it down. But then Robin will come up to me in line and say, oh, by the way, can, <laughs> you, add another, can you add another horse? <laughs> and you know what I say? Get the hell out of here. Get out. Last minute inspiration. There's no inspiration when you're at the damn window. You make a decision, and people like you are what keep the lines from moving. You're at the window. There's 50 people in line, and then somebody somebody just decides that they got to add something else, and then the people behind you get pissed off. And I don't like when people behind me, because they can hear, get pissed off, because somebody's walking up to me asking for another pick. It's bad juju. It really is. Now, Trevor from the 203 is saying, I am out on the horse gambling. Talk to me when the over-unders in NFL game are here. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not a guy who goes sits at the track every day like a degenerate and sits there in a smoke-filled room with a bunch of 80-year-old dudes, you know, who do this for a living. Uh-huh. Not that there's anything wrong with it. You know, you got to have a place to go during the day. Yeah. But I, I like the Triple Crown. I mean, it's, to me, those are the three races. It's like golf tournaments. I don't watch golf tournaments every weekend, but I'm going to watch the Masters. I'm going to watch you know, the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach yep. coming yep. up. Watch the big ones. And then if Tiger Woods is there or something really exciting is happening, but I'll flip around and see what's going on every weekend on all sports. But there's certain things that are bigger. And the Kentucky Derby is the biggest horse race, certainly in this country, but there's a couple of other ones over, around the world because we're not the only country. In fact, we didn't even invent it. So it's the it's the, uh, the the triple crown is the Derby, the Preakness, and the Belmont. Exactly. See, ha, got that right. Wow, finally, how many years? Ten years after Rob, I've been taking Robin to track. Oh yeah. Whether it's in Arizona at Turf Paradise, whether it's at the Hollywood Park Casino in L.A., whether it's Parks Casino or anywhere else, she finally has realized, ladies and gentlemen, that the triple crown, in fact, is not a cola. Not one of those Bobo off-brand colas, Triple Crown Cola. You've heard those, right? Or Crown Royal. Well, Crown Royal's good. That shit's expensive. we got our buddy Crown Royal Steve. Yes, he is. I mean, that's all he drinks. Now, you Crown Royal guy? I've never had it. It's too expensive for me at this point. It is. I can't afford Crown Royal. <laughs> I don't even think we have any in the... Uh, no, we have it. Do we? Oh, yeah. we got Really? Crown. We got all that shit in there. We have I gotta an make extensive sure that... liquor cabinet that we don't utilize. Liquor? Wow. Now, have we heard from John Martin yet? Has he made it into Philadelphia from Connecticut for the big weekend? I will text him on your phone to see if he is here. He has not. Crown Royal Black. Now there's like now there's like 15 different kinds of Crown Royal. You know what I mean? It's like they keep more upscale and more. What's your favorite kind? I'm not a big, I'm not a brown liquor guy, believe it or not. I'm not a scotch. I'm not a whiskey guy. I'm a whiskey every once in a while. But I'm not like a snob who goes into a, you know, a bourbon bar. And pretends I know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? It's all good stuff. Alcohol is the same. Drinks are the same. If it's crappy, it's cheap. If it's good, it's expensive. That's how it works. For Except for beer, because you know, there's some inexpensive beer. And wine. That, there's some real. There's some fantastic wines that are not expensive. Now this, the wine, the beer snobs now 
Oh, I am. They're the worst. Th- that's the, because at least wine snobs over the years, because wine has always been around. Uh-huh. You know, beer's been around, but now it's like every corner there's another craft beer joint, and that's fine. I mean, people need choices, and then every day you see another craft bar brewery open. I don't have a problem with that, but I don't. I'm not a hoppy beer guy, and the modern thing is hoppy, high alcohol beers. I don't want high alcohol. I don't want to get drunk drinking no, one beer. it's not necessarily high alcohol, but it's just... It is a, with you. Well, <laughs> it's not about the alcohol, though. It's about the flavor. So alcohol gives it more flavor in beer? No. Higher alcohol content usually means it's a little bit sweeter. Not necessarily the case, but oftentimes it's a, a little bit on the sweeter side. And I like the heavier flavor, full-flavored sweeter But beers. you don't like Guinness. Which nope. is weird. See, I like Guinness every once in a while. But Guinness is one of those beers, you can, the, the stouts, you can only have one. I don't like stouts. You don't? No. You, and are I, you turning into Luigi now all of a I sudden? Don't, I don't care for stouts. <laughs> I like Belgian double and triple IPAs. Just give me a nice, give me a nice lager. Lager? You know what lager means, Robin, right? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. Was that a tough question? This isn't a triple jeopardy where no, you got a million dollars on the looking, line. I was looking. There was two things going, two thoughts warring in my mind at the same time. And um, Lager. Uh, Scrapple Joe was asking if I was going to have a mint julep and a fancy hat tomorrow. Hell no. We don't do that stuff. You don't do that when you're home. You Why don't, not? You don't have it. Unless you're having oh, a we, Kentucky Derby true. party. But we don't have any mint growing right now, do we? No, I have spearmint, remember? Oh, I have so spearmint. I could have a mint julep. Yeah, I won't. I'll pass. <laughs> It's ridiculous. But we have wine. So the difference is wine has been around forever. So is beer, any yeah. kind of malted drink or any kind of drink that has fermented alcohol has been around forever since somebody figured out that alcohol ferments from plants yes. and things in that nature, becomes alcohol. But wine, there are different grades of wine. But for example, we have $100 bottles. We've had $1,000 bottles. The difference between you know a $100 bottle and a $1,000 bottle Unless you are absolutely the biggest wine snob and you can taste every tannin and everything else and you could afford it, mm-hmm. but it's more of a status thing. For example, I had Opus One when I went to a private right. Opus One drink, uh, pouring in, uh, in Napa Valley and I had it and, I, and I, got a, I got a tasting for free and I'm thinking, boy, this is going to be so good. This will be like nothing else I've ever had. And I've had the Screaming Eagle and all the other stuff in taste. So I'm thinking Opus One collaboration between the Mondavis and the Rothschilds. You know how that works, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Rothschild wine family from France and then Mondavi family. currently, just for clarification, the Opus One Napa Valley red wine is um, going for $199.95. Yeah, that's that's just... Standard... Exactly. And that's retail. And that's one of the newer vintages. An older vintage will get you a lot more. Exactly. And so, again, I liked it, but I didn't go, oh, my God. Oh, I didn't cream my jeans. I didn't fall on the floor, roll around, and flop like a fish. I thought it was good. It was very good, but not good enough for me to drop $200 a bottle. No. And that's just if you buy it retail. You go into a, a, a restaurant with a great wine list, you're paying $700 for that bottle of wine. Yeah, right? but most people At least not- $600 because they do triple the... Uh, yeah, most people do not realize that when you go to a restaurant, their alcohol prices are... Uh, Marked up about 300%. And one thing I would never do, even if I was a billionaire, I would never order a $1,000 bottle of wine. No. I would never. No. I never, I mean, oh, good. Yeah, exactly. Hi-oh. 
no. doesn't mean doesn't mean that you wouldn't drink it if somebody else bought it. Oh, good <laughs> for you. I'm sorry. Uh, e. A. Hirock says Natural Light has a strawberry lemonade beard. Natter Day. No. Nope, wouldn't I? I would not drink that. So I don't yeah. drink. I don't. Again, I'm, it's not about how much it costs. It's about how it tastes. There are good $15 bottles of wine that I've had. I, I can do test, taste tests with people who say they know wine, and I can have a $15 bottle of wine, a $50 bottle of wine, and a $150 bottle of wine, pour all three, and nobody would be able to tell the difference for the most part. For the most part, Unless yeah. you were a sommelier and you were a real expert. Same thing with vodka. Mm-hmm. We've seen the taste test oh, with yeah. vodka. You just you can take the cheapest vodka and then distill it and keep filtering it. And then you, you filter it five times, people won't know the difference between rot gut Filtered, over-filtered, over and over again, vodka, and and the the top of the line gray gooses and the what's the the, the Dutch one? Kettle one. Kettle one, gray goose, you name them. The top shelf ones that are now like forty five dollars a bottle, yeah, which is an outrage. A lot of the vodkas are now just about how pretty the bottle is, and no, that's what they get for chicks and, and dumb guys. Are like they're going to impress their girlfriend, and that's Mother's Day's coming up, so people run into a liquor store. Get mom a nice little bottle of the little schnapser. And they say, oh, oh, look, isn't that bottle cute? Look. And then it's crap inside. And that's what they do. They get you by mar- advert by marketing. It's all, that's a pretty bottle. It must be good. It doesn't mean it's good, Robin. Now, if you get that little bottle that looks like a skeleton head, a skull, mm-hmm. then you know that's good shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? If it's, got, if it's poured into a skull. Skull, that has to be good. Anything with skull is good. I like good. this. E.A. Hiriak says, sorry about my name. I created it before the show started, or it would have been more clever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, though, I can say E.A. Hiriak way easier than some of the other ones that have all these numbers in them. Exactly. I'm not knocking you guys, no. but, you know, the numbers make it more difficult, especially when you have like six or seven numbers. Yeah, give mom a nice bottle of peppermint schnapps. Ugh. Jack wins. Ugh. Peppermint schnapps. Has everybody in there in the world not gotten horribly sick on peppermint I get, schnapps? I get sick. I've never had it. You've no. It's I so, just get, I get sick just thinking of any kind of schnapps. What is it? Like, Pepperoni schnapps. It's uh, the people do shots with it, but they're mixed in drinks too. The peppermint schnapps. That's why I don't like Fireball. I don't like any of that crap. Fireball schnapps. Uh, what's the other one in there? Peach schnapps. They used to, they mix peach schnapps in drinks in mixed drinks. I'm not a schnapps guy. No, the peach schnapps like you, when you mix them. The, the yeah, when you put when you put it in a mix. Peppermint is never good. No, it's not good. No. Same thing with the uh, rumple mints. Yeah, well, it's it's like drinking mouthwash. Exactly. I'd rather drink Nyquil than drink a lot of these liqueurs. Even the sour stuff that the Italians drink. The Camparis oh, and all those yeah. things. I don't, I'm Italian. I don't like them. I don't like are, super they're sour. They're not sour. They're bitter. They're degustives. Yeah, that's a bitter drink. That's a degustive. And it's just like, it's like rotten everything thrown into a bottle and then let's, and fermented for 50 years. And then you say, well, it's $100 a shot. It must be good. No, it tastes like shit. So why am I going to pay $100 for a shot of something that I hate? What's the matter with you? All right, enough about that. Enough about alcohol. Yes, don't blame it on the alcohol. We got to do one of these updates. We got to do this Florida update, Robin. Okay. We all know it's a big weekend in baseball, though. Cubs and and Cardinals for the first time this year, big weekend series at Wrigley Field. In fact, it's already underway. They're playing daytime baseball today, and then you got the Phillies and Nationals. Well, Bryce Harper, snap out of it. Well, we have the baseball update, the the video that you wanted me to pull too. Did you want to do? Yes, that let's real go quick? to that. 
We got a combination because big series this weekend before we do the other Florida update. Cobbs, I mentioned Cardinals this weekend, Phillies and Nationals. Uh, you saw the Nationals fire their pitching coach yesterday. The Dodgers and Padres. Now, you don't think of that as a big-time series at Petco, where the Pets go, and where mostly Dodger fans go. But the Padres are playing well this year. So that that's that rivalry will once again heat up a little bit. And if the, if the uh, Padres can make some noise and beat the Dodgers and win this series, you got to put Padres in the... In the they went out and got Manny Machado. They're not dog meat anymore. they got some good young players, and they got Machado, and so they're competitive. So that's going to be an interesting series to watch. Red Sox and White Sox already started yesterday. And the Red Sox, I mentioned, are not going to play Fortnite anymore or do any of those stupid Fortnite gestures when they're on the team. So John Martin is on his way from the Navy Yard. I was saying there's the hotels are all filled in Philly, so he had to get a hotel at the Navy Yard. I think it's on a ship. It's on a merchant marine ship. He's going to be in there, and he's going to be down in the uh, in the Huskow. You know what the Huskow is, right? I have no idea what that is. And uh, then we have the first-place Twins and the New York Yankees. The Twins have been playing great, but they've been playing bad teams. And so the bottom line now is we'll see whether the Twins are for real when they go to the Bronx and play the Yankees. They're 0-5, by the way, the, Bron- uh, the Twins, against teams with winning records. So they've been feasting, but give them credit. They're in first place in that division in the American League. Central, and they're going to play the Yankees, and we'll see if they are legit or not. Now, throwing out the first, ringing the bell in Philly here with the Sixers, they have the Liberty Bell, not the real one, because it's cracked and it wouldn't make the nice noise. So they bring out this Liberty Bell, and they have athletes, celebrities go out and bang the bell. But we have athletes also doing things in different cities, like throwing out the first pitch. You've done that before. I've been fortunate enough to throw out the first pitch at the Angels Stadium on opening day. I mean, that's that's a pretty big deal. It is. I've thrown it out at Phillies games. Spring training games. I'll throw out anything you want, unless it's nice and I can keep it and put it in the trunk and take it home. I know and, you threaten to throw me out all the time. Well, exactly. well that's, that's understandable, Robin. It happens. <laughs> it never happens. The, the thought happens, but the actual final act doesn't get... It never got that bad. Get out! Get out! But we had a pitcher, a guy who's not a pitcher, throw out an opening pitch. We've seen some of the worst opening pitches. Yeah, and by the way, D, D. Conrad LV... Says Tony, can you give your derby picks? I need a nap. Just hang on. He's gonna need give a nap. It a, he's gonna freaking three thirty in the afternoon. Especially LV. He's in Vegas. You're in Vegas. It's earlier in the day. So hold, hold your horses. Oh, I like that. We are going to get oh, to the derby God. picks. Hold your horses. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. But now back to back to the. Uh, Bit in Everybody's running now. You want to stay for the thrilling conclusion to today's <laughs> podcast. There's always something special. You never know what's going to happen. Anyway, I'll, I'll give you the uh, Flyer fan, super fan says, got to go have a great rest of the night and weekend, everybody. We will. But you know what? We will, even if you miss it, if you have to go because of work or whatever, we will post Tony's derby picks on Instagram. And Twitter. And Twitter and all and, that. And on Twitch. But I'll, I'll get to them. Trust me. The most famous lie of all time. Trust me. He's got to go pick up his first grader. That's a good excuse. The mayor of Cincinnati, we've seen, we've seen some of the worst pitch opening pitches, right? First pitches. The mayor of Cincinnati, actually President Obama was horrible. He threw an open. Uh, athletes, great athletes have gone out and looked horrible. Yes. But yesterday at the Milwaukee Brewers game, they trotted out one of the Milwaukee Bucks to throw out the first pitch. You've heard of this guy, right? The big guard for the Milwaukee Bucks. Pat 
Connaughton? Connaughton. Connaughton. Pat Connaughton. He's the Bucks guard, one of their guards. So they bring him out, Brewers, playing baseball, throughout the first pitch, and guess what happened? He stunk it up big time. The worst part of this, he was a former Major League Baseball draft pick and then did this yesterday at the Brewers ballpark at Miller Field. But we got to talk about this first pitch, Pat. Break it down for me. Uh, just a little excitement, you know what I mean? Uh, I wouldn't, maybe not the proper warm-up, maybe not the proper adjustment thrown off a mound. It's been a little while. Um, let's just say I would have brushed back a few right-handed batters. And if you see it again when you watch the video, he's got the skinny jeans on, and then he throws it way up all the way over the head of everybody. Almost hit a woman who was probably his girlfriend who was standing behind the plate just off to the side. He almost hit her with that pitch. This is a guy who was, and he said he obviously hasn't thrown a baseball in a while, but here's a basketball player who threw one of the worst first pitch. That, was that horrible or what? You that saw was awful. And the guy was drafted as a baseball player and a basketball player. It looks like he made the right choice. Yeah, I was pretty Just bad. a little high and outside. Just a 50 little. 50 Cent had one of the worst ones, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was bad. man. But he's not, he's not, he's a, he's a rapper. He's not an athlete. President Obama threw a horrible one. The only president I saw throw out a good one was George Bush because he used to be a pitcher. If you used to be a baseball player, and there's a lot of pressure on because I wasn't a pitcher. I wasn't a catcher either, if you wanted to know. But I had to throw out the first pitch. There's nothing more pressure-packed than when you're in a stadium and everybody's watching you, and you got to make sure you throw it over the plate. And I would practice. I would go outside and practice. We're talking about practice, man. I hear you. And then you're doing it nice, and you're throwing And then you get out there, and you tighten up. Everything tightens up. Sure Wait a minute. Your mic's not on, Robin. I you're running the board, off. and you turn your own mic off. I just, and then, and then, I just, I just turned it off, and then uh, I'm going to go. Doug Peterson threw out a good one, yes. I'm going to go see if the front door is open just to make sure. Shut the front door, Robin. Now, you've used that one before, right? Ryan? Oh, you bet. Shut the front I, door. I have used that saying. I have. It's one of my favorite sayings because it sounds, it's like saying, Vincent Price. <laughs> which we used to use on radio because you couldn't say Jesus Christ. Okay. So guys would say Vincent Price instead because you weren't allowed to say that. Plus, if you're a Christian, you really shouldn't be saying that. Anyway, you get slapped in the face like my mom would slap me if I did that. And we do it when we get angry. But you, Jesus! And now, get shut the front door! That sounds good, and it's not as profane as the actual saying. Vincent Price is going. All of you people out there who don't like saying taking the name of the Lord in vain, next time you want to say Jesus Christ, like you drop something on your, you're changing your oil, and uh, like the bolt comes from the oil pan and hits you in the eye, right? And then you start looking like James Harden and you can't make shots. You say Vincent Price, just trying to help people to make the world kinder, gentler, and not as angry and vicious and hateful as it once was. Yeah, people get smacked. I've gotten smacked for saying. Jesus Christ around my mom. I, 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 Robin, of all people, drops the F-bomb in front of my mom. Ooh. One thing I never did, and to this day, and she's going to be 95 in a couple of months, I never dropped the F-bomb in front of my mom. Robin meets her and routinely drops the F-bomb, like it's, like, and she doesn't drop F-bombs normally. But all of a sudden, she's around my mom, and she's dropping F-bombs? I don't understand that. I can understand that. She, and I'm a filthy mouth bastard. And I never dropped the F-bomb in front of my mom, but Robin does routinely. And then I have to scold her. And I think that's why she's now the pariah around with my family. She doesn't get invited to events anymore. You start dropping F-bombs in, in front of somebody's mother. 
And how many times did I have to correct you for that, Robin? Many. I, 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 the first time was the, the worst, though. I know, because you don't, you don't normally, I'm know. the one with the filthy mouth. The look on your face was, and I, and I immediately, I went, <gasps> what did I do? But then you did it again and again and routinely like it's your normal, con- see, I can't have, I can't do a sentence without an F-bomb in it when I'm talking off the air. I mean, it's, it, it, a lot of people are like that. F-bombs come out, the shit word comes out. There are a lot of words that come out in normal conversation. But the F-bomb in front of my mom, can't do it. I'm sorry, Robin. I know. Well, that's because you're scared of your mother. I actually am a little scared of her, too. <laughs> <laughs> you're afraid of a 95-year-old woman? Yes. Unbelievable. Let's do another update, though, Robin. Let's do... Uh, Robin was dropping F-bombs like it's Christmas Day. I don't get that. But let's go to Florida, because we know about Florida every day, Robin flying stories. The people of Walmart... Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's even worse. We got pilferers at Publix, the supermarket chain. I know you, so yes. So Walmart, we know there's a website called, called People, people of, Walmart. of Walmart. And you can see everybody that's dressed. Uh, well, you, I don't need, there's no explanation as to how they're dressed. But um, we let's go down to Fort Myers. N- Florida. Not Brett Myers, the former pitcher who's now pimping himself like crazy all over Instagram. And recently <laughs> there is footage of a gentleman who was uh, arrested for trying to steal baby formula. Because I'm sure he had a baby at home who yes. needed the formula. Now we know You that know why they steal it, right? We know that baby formula uh, is used to cut cocaine. Yes. And that's one of the reasons why it's under lock and key sometimes in some stores. I thought it's under lock and key in every store now. Well, apparently not at the Publix down in Florida. Because when you, and and this is my thought, like you try to think, you know, what's the thought process behind somebody trying to do this? And uh, what are they going to hide it in? If you want to stay inconspicuous, you know, blend in so that you're not going to stand out and have people watch you on the, the videos... What would you do, Tony? What would I do? Well, I don't have an orifice big enough to hide something. Uh, I would probably have a big coat on if I was going to rip yes, stuff off. But you, what you would not do is probably dress like this. We have pictures. Yes, we have video. So it's a dude who uses one of those. This uh, is the this is the footage um, that is. So this guy comes in and then he gets in one of those little electric, you know, the Yeah, the, the I little, do that every once know, in a while too. You know, your mother had fun at a Walmart one yes. time driving one of these things and you see him sort of meandering around. Now what you don't see in Wall At least he wasn't hitting any of the end caps. I mean, the guy was driving pretty well he, in that thing. It is a man dressed up in a in a loud floral skirt that's dragging on the floor and so he's it was wearing, full length though. It wasn't a it wasn't yes, a short and skirt. And he's wearing a blue baby bonnet. So he's wearing a blue baby bonnet and he's got a long dress on. Yes, and, and it's a sh- dude driving a cart through a public <laughs> supermarket in Fort Myers, Florida. Now let me go to the close-up of what this guy This is <laughs> this is the close-up of the dude driving this doesn't stand out at all. No, I not mean, at all. You're not the baby have... bonnets, no, no one would notice that. Nobody. No would one would notice a dude with a baby bonnet or with a dress on that went all the way to the floor wearing yellow sneakers. Other than that, he was totally inconspicuous. Totally inconspicuous. I mean, when you want to not stand out, this is exactly what you would think of putting on. 
and going to the Publix to steal <laughs> several containers. <laughs> I mean, what the hell, Similac. dude? BC was uh, sh- shoving Similac under his dress. Yes. And then he tried to drive right out of that some bitch. <laughs> I I mean, <laughs> what does it say? So how they, did they arrest him? Because you're not allowed to pursue people anymore now. You know, we talk to people all the time in stores. They they, they see people flat out stealing stuff, and they can't. They're not allowed to chase them out of the store. Correct. And the police don't show up because so they don't though, want to get involved in this kind of stuff. Even though he was suspicious, they have him on tape, but they weren't allowed to apprehend him, and the police did not arrive in time. So if you have any information about this blue bonnet wearing, skirt wearing. So he's still on the lookout. Did yes. he drive away in a low-speed chase like OJ and the white Bronco many years ago? Did he actually drive out of the store with all the accoutrement, the Similac, under his lap? Well, yeah, I, I don't know if he drove the little cart out. Uh, I don't know if those cars. I like they're looking for anonymous tip. If you have an anonymous tip and you know the perpetrator with the blue bonnet and the dress who stole the Similac, contact us on our... You, you, your anonymity will be guaranteed. Yes. So now Adam... Who's going to rat this guy out? Seriously. This guy's going to get a roaring round of applause as far as I'm concerned. He's gonna, he's if gonna you have, can pull that off and get out with Similac... He's going to have memes now. So... The only time I dress like that, Dean, is when I'm down in Florida and I drop some acid or some meth or some bath salts. And that happens when I go to Florida, even though I don't really want to do it when I go there. Something goes terribly, terribly wrong whenever I go down to Florida, as you know. It's a good look, though. You get happy. Does he have anything in the actual basket in front of the no, car? No, no, no. He stuffed it all underneath the skirt. And so there's nothing. At least you could have put, like, a bag of chips or something in the cart to make it look even more like he was actually shopping. Yeah. You know, you gotta, if, if you're going to rock the old lady look, you mm-hmm. need to buy old lady shit and put it <laughs> in your basket. Old lady so, shit. Yeah, you got to get some Metamucil, you got to get some, uh, what else would old ladies buy? Uh, you know, sometimes it, they, if, if, if they have dentures, they can't eat solid food sometimes. Right. So maybe they're already eating baby food. Uh, um, what else? A lot of, a lot of soft stuff. I wonder if the guy, want, he want, well, this is a public, so they don't have clothing. See, in Walmart, they have clothing, right. food, everything. So you can start off in the cart in Walmart, go get yourself a lady's house dress, mm-hmm. comes all the way down, find yourself a baby bond. I think the chief is here. Have him come in and then have and then go down and then get in a cart so that you already go through the the women's clothing area first, the baby's area to get the bonnet. And then what happens? Then you can go around and then pursue the rest of the product. But this is a guy who had to have this stuff with him when he went into a Publix first and then decides that he's going to steal Similac in a Publix. Dressed like that, and and he got away with it. That's unbelievable. He got away with it. That's unbelievable. I gotta try that at the. Uh, I gotta try that when I go to Walmart. Look at that Target. I'm gonna go to because there's a Walmart here. I'm gonna try that this weekend. I'm gonna go to Walmart, and I'm gonna get a baby. I'm gonna get a baby's bonnet. I'm gonna get the riding cart, and I'm gonna do that. And see if I can get away with it. They would lock me up. Like John Martin used to be hauled in when he would go to P.J. Clark's in New York and go on a bender in New York City back in the day when he was a sommelier. And he answers, ladies and gentlemen, let's put your hands together. One of my great friends, a man I've known forever and ever and ever. Going back to the 80s. We love the 80s. But now he is one of the capo de tutucapi, even though he's Irish. 
at ESPN Radio. Are, are you on? still Irish? We're on. Is he, is he on? on? Can you hear yourself? Can you hear me now, Chief? Yes, of course I can hear you. When we were talking about you earlier, that you were in town, you were here a couple weeks ago, and actually during the season, and PJ Calissimo and, and Mark Kessicher, the great NBA right. play-by-play guy on ESPN Radio, we all have broke a little bread. We spent about $1,000 on dinner at a great spot, Labor 2. Pretty tough to go for less than four Ooh, figures. We- with <laughs> <laughs> and we're ordering appetizers and everything. How many bottles of wine did we go through? And it was like, okay. I want to see the bill on this thing. And it was, it was uh, close to four figures, right? P- yeah. P- <laughs> PJ is phenomenal in that you can go into most NBA cities and places that close at 10 or 11 o'clock at night uh, staying open until 1 o'clock in the morning until <laughs> he shows up. There's a place, Dino's. Uh, formerly Guido's, formerly Nunzio's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On DeKalb on Avenue in Brooklyn. Uh, and it looks like a little hole in the wall. The food is fabulous. And they've stayed open forever. Uh, when uh, he he was the the back end of when he was the interim coach with the Nets, and then when we did the All Star game, and um, up in uh, out in Portland, finished a game late there one night, and we're there till one or two o'clock in the morning with Doug Collins and PJ, and uh, you know, and we're the only ones in the place by by the end of the night. And normally they're <laughs> all shuttered by eleven, and, and we're still ordering food. It's that's what happened here in Philly at this great restaurant where we go every once in a while because. You know, I'm not a millionaire. It's a great place. The food's phenomenal. And you guys were there. It's right around the corner. You see how close we are. By the way, what do you think of the wine? John Martin, ladies. What do you think of the wine cellar? It's nice, isn't it? Robin and I built this all ourselves. Do you realize that? This is fabulous. Well, you, you are known for your uh, exactly. MacGyver-like skills. This is beyond MacGyver. This is complete rest- restoration. I mean, Bob Vila calls me now for tips. <laughs> all right? He's done. Bob Vila, the DIY people, they call HGTV. What about Chip? The property Chip brothers. Chip and Joanna Gaines. They, they call me when yeah. they're in Texas. When they come to Philly, they say, hey, we, we got, you know, we, we do big houses in Texas. Yeah. We don't do crappy little roll Tony, homes. Tony, so. come down to Waco. And, exactly uh, yeah. right, yes. So we're having fun. Now, we got some wine now. And John, I told you, John was a sommelier for a while, right? Back in yeah. the day. Well, yes, without portfolio. I did not know that. Without portfolio. How did I miss that? Uh, there was a time in the early part of the 90s <laughs> when I thought the broadcasting gig was done. My, my own volition. I just was, eh. Uh, and my father had been in the business, and a good friend of mine that I grew up with is, is a terrific chef. So I went to work at uh, Smith & Walensky's. People may be familiar The original in New York. In New York. Not the other one, not no, the copycats. Not, not the, well, I mean, those were spawned from Smith & Walensky's right. back then. They're not part of the original Walensky's anymore. It's like the raised pizza. The original <laughs> yeah, one is on right, 11, right. and then everybody has like 50 raised pizzas in New York. Right, and, and uh, Alan Stillman, who... Alan Stillman was the gentleman who started Fridays oh, really? in New I didn't York know. on okay. First Avenue, and then in the '60s spawned Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. Uh, I, I didn't will, even know there were Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays and Thursdays. They all went out of business. Fridays are still around. Fr- well, what what he did when he sold Fridays to I think it's Restaurant Associates, and my understanding was that at the time, and I'm not sure if this is in perpetuity, but he got it could be forever though. But yeah, yeah, that too. He got two percent of the gross. For every, like, in total, out of all the franchises, Allen was still getting 2% of the gross. And wow. I don't know if that's how exaggerated nice. that is. or, But anyway, so I was a beverage manager slash sommelier, and I ramped up pretty quickly and learned the business. And 
Now, did you go? Did you take courses to become a sommelier, or well, I, just... uh, my wife and I had taken some courses just on, you know, honey, can, why don't we do this together? This would be cool, don't you think? Yes. Are you dear, making sure. fun of your lovely wife? Uh, no, I'm slamming her. Oh, okay, <laughs> I just crossed points. Just wanted to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I had half a clue anyway, uh, going in, and then, um, I mean, be, because of the volume that Walensky's would do and the Post House would do, I mean, you would get the wine, you know, Violet. Uh, Mondavi and uh, you know a violet, you get the Screaming Eagles and all that other stuff dirt. up there oh you know I, I mean people say the Opus Creek people if yeah. you're coming out to Napa come on you can stay in the yeah. winery I did that I stayed in Mondavi's winery I yeah. stayed in his guest house I was the right. only person there I right. went alone yeah. I go up I go to Napa for a weekend trip alone right. and I'm in this unbelievable house on Robert Mondavi's property, <laughs> and I got nobody with me. Right. You want to talk about a loser? And it was scary, man. It was dark at night. All the vineyards are around. It was one of those places you ought to have somebody there with you to appreciate it. So anyway, so you did Samoyer, and then you got back into the business. I, ESPN called, mm -hmm. and we almost bought a place, and the deal fell through. You almost bought a winery? Uh, no, yeah, no, a restaurant. Uh, myself and my buddy. Uh, this is what I was, you know, doing all this for, and uh, oh. Now the masses can hear me better. Yeah, that's better. Uh, How long have you been around the microphones and radio? 40. Jeez. 42. 77 was, uh, <clears throat> you know, with time off for bad behavior. And <laughs> it happened to all of us, actually. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Chief. So now you're in town. You've done a lot of you travel around the NBA. I saw you the other night. Game, uh, the Monday night game right. in Toronto. We did games one too. And mm -hmm. I said to Robin, I, I froze the tape. I said, Robin, you see who's there courtside? She did not recognize you or Mark Kestacher despite having dinner with you just a couple of months ago. You are leaving out a very important piece of the information. It was like this much of his it face. It doesn't matter. All I need to see is one inch of the chief's face, and I know it's him. How much? He's the most identifiable. You're watching courtside. You see a bald guy, Mark Kestacher, and you see the chief with the headphones Yay. on. Well, it could be John Madani, too. No, no, I know. I, I, listen, I could pick you out of a lineup, but I have many times when yes. we were together in Connecticut. Exactly right. And we had some bad late-night activity. So <laughs> you're doing the Sixers now, but you're doing other series, right? Are you, are you focusing just on the Eastern we, Conference now? Well, we did uh, Pacers and Celtics games three and four. Mm -hmm. uh, then we did game, came back, we came here, did games five, uh, Nets and Sixers, which... In my 20-plus years since we had the NBA rights, was the worst game that I was ever at part of, not just in our whole tenure of owning Well, that whole series was awful, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, Indiana yeah, just but, didn't match up. We talked to Kenny Atkinson before the game, and we said, so how do you think you know your team is going to come out tonight after losing such a tough game in, in game four? And he said, well, you know, we practiced well. He said, but I'm, I'm curious, too, to see how we respond. And the response was, Exactly. Uh, you know, you can miss shots and be off offensively, but I mean, defensively, it was just uh, you know, Matador Ole. Yeah. Uh, and John Barry was apoplectic during the course of the game. He, he, he was ready to throw things or go out and strangle people on the floor. Worse so. than his dad, Rick Barry. I mean, Rick pretty out there, too, you know. Yeah. <laughs> JB, JB's a terrific, he really is a terrific analyst. Uh, you know, so uh, he was beside himself. That was but anyway, but and, last and, night though, well, you weren't here. You weren't here for last night. No, game. no, we did not do. But last you were night. watching. We and I were texting back and right. forth. We were watching it, and of course, Joel Embiid. I have to agree with Mark Jackson is the greatest big man ever to play the game. <laughs> and then the, the best part was the response. 
Yeah. I'll take Van Gundy's side on that. Let's not Pump, get carried Pump away. The breaks. Pump yeah. the breaks. It was funny though. Yeah. It was, it was oh, a, sure it was. a great, great, great yeah. bit. Yeah, sure it was. It was it was terrific. I mean, I, no. Now last night, did he play a game worthy of being mentioned alongside the greats? No question. You know, is he the best? Uh, yeah, pump the brakes. He, he didn't say he Relax. is. He said he could be when could all be. is said and done. Could be. Well, like they said that about me, too. And sometimes yeah, it works yeah. out and sometimes <laughs> it doesn't. my case, it worked out. Yeah. But in other cases, it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, who? See, Robin, that's, see, that's a joke. Who Come wouldn't on. just pine to, to be here in the wine cellar? And <laughs> This is a pretty nice look. Look at the, even where our electrical panel is. Look at what we have. What Rob, Robin actually did all the designing. Oh, and I did that. Okay, yeah, so our the, electrical the, the, boxes the wine, behind wine, wine boxes. Yeah, yeah, See that? Good. Is that very nice? Very well done. We got we got all the different product here. We got like the corks, nine hundred and eighteen corks. So, crea- Robin made so this. creative, just flowing from your Italo-American heritage. You're damn right. <laughs> Look, and then the, this is the nine hundred. How many corks in here, Robin? God, still after all this time, nine hundred and seventeen. Nine hundred and seventeen corks glued down meticulously. That's a lot of rehab. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Boys and it was hard work, but right somebody are, had to kids. do it. Right, we you. should open a bottle, though. I mean, we I should. mean, this afternoon, John's not working till Sunday. He's in town. We're going to go to dinner tonight. Go walk around. And did you get a parking spot on the street now? Oh, sure, close by, as you said. Uh, Where did you get a spot? I tried to take an Uber. Uh, did you really? <laughs> about four blocks away. It's okay. Four blocks away. You're at the Navy Yard. You way. took it from the hotel. I drove my the, my rental from the hotel. I'm uh, up by, uh, I don't know, past whatever. Are you at a meter? No. Why didn't you come on the street here? I did. Well, your street? Yeah. Uh, there's no room on your street. Yeah. During the afternoon, there is. After five uh, o'clock, you won't get a spot well, because everybody goes to the restaurant. Well, everybody is early this way. <laughs> Sons of bitches. It is a Friday. Yeah. It is a Friday. Anyway, we should we open a bottle, Robin? Sure. Let's open okay. a bottle. I mean, what would you like, John? You're, you're a red wine guy, like I. Sure. You like the cabs and the zens, the deep. You're, are you a Pinot guy? Oh, Doctor, well, uh, great late great Doctor Jack know. Ramsey, Pinot Noir was. We would have Pinot down at his place in Ocean City and, and Ramsey, in the summer. And Ramsey Pinot. You like the uh, Petit Petit? Sure. That's pretty good. That's a that's a uh, Michael and David Winery uh, Lodi. They make great zins out there. Michael and David they do the Rapture, uh, Earthquake Zin, Seven Deadly Zins. But this is a Petit Petit mm-hmm. by Michael and David. It's very good. You'll like it, John. Yeah, like a $20 bottle. It's I mean, free. I'll, I'll definitely like well, it. It's not free. It's $20. But well, I'm just you as a guest. <laughs> and I think it's, no, it's not a twist off. Although, you know, that's one of the old things that we talk about all the time. Most of the real expert wine people, you know what they say? Twist off is better than cork. Yeah. Because it, it's sealed, you don't have to put a plug in it. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the romance isn't there. It's romantic to do it to take the cork. Yeah, I, out. yeah, I agree with that. I mean, but part of the the thing is they're running out of cork. Exactly. So not in county cork, though. I think they still no. have it. You've been over there. Well, you I have know, some relatives. Boy, I don't buy. Oh, they have plenty of cork. <laughs> <laughs> and plenty of boys who've been corked many nights too. <laughs> now Ryan Hassey, our young, uh, he started out as an intern. Now he's working for a major corporation. He was here and answering the phones and. You came in and threw him out of his seat. And now he's pissed Rob, off. No, let me. Let's, he's Amish. Let's, he's from the Amish country. Robin threw him out of the seat. No, I was. <laughs> I just. I just followed instructions. No, but we have fun down here. It's a fun show every day. We do it one. And you know, in chief, we had Russell Baxter on last week. Mm. Our another one of our buddies, Hank Goldberg, yesterday talking about the Derby. Tell me, Hammer and Hank. Now, do you have? Are you a big horse player at Excuse all, me. Chief? Chief. Uh, I mean, I follow. Well, I I followed around. You know the the triple crown. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, uh, you're not going to a Yonkers Raceway uh, once no. a week and sitting around and 
No, although the great, Louis and Johnny's, great Italian, you would love this place, across the street from Yonkers Raceway. <laughs> Louis and... and, and it jo- figured you would know the Italian restaurants and, and John, the racetracks. And John, the owner, when he found out that I had worked at, or was working and had worked at ESPN, I found out that on, on Sundays during the NFL season, a lot of the proceeds are on the line <laughs> from, from the business. We got a Houdini cork uh, screw open. I'm very impressed. You like that? Very impressive. Thank you, Chief. You think I'm just some schmuck? Well, I oh, am I some know. schmuck, but uh, no. yeah, the cork trees are gone, 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 and everybody knows that. That's why they're going to the plastic. They let it breathe, though. Yes, yeah, so a nice We'd, bouquet. Yeah, it's got, uh, it's got a good, uh, what do you call it? Good, uh, a good uh, nose. Nose, good Not bouquet. the nose in the uh, New York Daily News back in the day that Tommy Lasorda calls himself the... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, PJ, Mark Jackson with the jam posties coming in with Hubie Brown. We were talking about... Mark Jones. Mark Jones. What did I say? Who did I say? Mark Jackson. Jackson. Mark Jackson obviously works with... Uh, with Mike Breen on that team, Mike right. Breen and, and, and Jeff and Jeff Van Gundy, right. but now you got this is on ABC on Sunday, yes. the Sixer game here, and it's going to be Mark Jones and the great Hubie Brown, right. who is eighty-five years young and still as lucid as ever. It's amazing, yes. eighty-five. Yeah, <laughs> lucid, funny, uh, and, and you know, again, so so on point. Uh, well, the, I was privileged. Uh, to have uh, 18 years with uh, Jack. The great Dr. The Jack. The great Ramsey. Dr. Jack. And the great Jim Durham. Yep. At, at that tandem. And then and then uh, NBA Finals, three-person, which on radio, you know, you say, this is going to be nightmare to work with. But to have Mike Tirico, uh, like, centering for Hubie and Jack. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we managed to do the games, I thought, very well for, you know, three people on the radio, A. But B... On the off days, when those two guys would sit down with the coach and a couple of players and start dissecting oh, yeah. what had happened the night before, and then looking ahead to the, the following game, I mean, you know, just sit there and, and you take notes and and absorb. Yeah, I, I remember we went to Di- we would go to Doctor Jack's place in Ocean City yeah. in New Jersey, mm-hmm. and we'd sit there. And I remember the last summer he was alive. I mean, maybe it was one, one, two summers before it. the Olympics. We was during one of the Summer Olympics. And here he is watching like European basketball yeah. in the middle of the afternoon at his house. Yep. And Robin was there. He went in there, and his and his son-in-law Jim O'Brien, right. now a sister, a sixer assistant coach. Yeah. We've had he some... married. He married uh, Doctor Jack's Sharon. daughter. Yes. Yeah. And so the basketball talk, sitting, you just sit there and you feel like you're at the, having an audience with the Pope. You know, Jack, you know, you're absorbing all of this great basketball knowledge. Jack, uh, five years ago was Sunday the twenty eighth, I think. For, yes. So Jack passed away five years ago on, on April twenty eighth. And Jim, when I was here uh, for that game five, he came up to me and, uh, you know, we talked. And then the, the shoot around up in Toronto the day before uh, game one, you know, Jim comes over. And this is so typical Jack. He said, you know, the last three weeks or so that Jack was alive, he was really sick. And he was sitting in his recliner. This was in the, Florida, in Naples. And, and he said, and, you know, he was kind of in and out and, uh, he, he he woke up one day and he's like, you know, Jim. I said, Yeah, Jack. What can I do for you? How's your life? <laughs> this is a guy. Yep, this is exactly. a guy's on the way out, yep. and that that's so typified, Jack. That I mean, I said, Are you surprised at that? No, 
No. No, I'm glad Robin got a chance to meet Dr. Jack Ramsey. Obviously, in Portland, I mean, icon there. Mm -hmm. The Blazers are back good again. And so people in Portland remember Dr. Jack Ramsey. I mean, one of the most iconic coaches and one of the greatest human beings and incredible physical specimens. He was still swimming in the ocean. Every morning, he'd get up and jump in In the the ocean and down in the Gulf in Florida. But in New Jersey, at the Jersey Shore, where he had his house in Ocean City, he would go out and swim in the ocean. Yeah. I mean, they're talking about currents. He's not swimming in a pond. No. It's the Atlantic Ocean. We, he was doing half triathlons in his Ex- 70s. Exactly. Yeah, he's, yeah. He was amazing, amazing, amazing guy. Phenomenal. So honored to have him. Phenomenal met him, guy. Known him and been around him and all the other great people in basketball that we work with. And you get to work with him all the time. So then you're going to... So, you, so uh, PJ is not here. Now there's Mark Kessler. So they're doing the Celtics game tonight. Tonight. Big and, game and, tonight. Pivotal and game Monday. three. So he, they're doing Celtics tonight. And, and Monday, and but sandwiching in. So then they're coming. So they're doing Celtics tonight. Then they come in here tomorrow, mm-hmm. and then they do the game Sunday. Sunday. Then they and then they go back and do game four, four in the Celtics series. Right on Monday. On Monday. Well, you know, it's, they're not. It's not like they're playing the games. No, I mean they're, they're broadcasting. But you still got to Kessinger. I tell you, man, I love love Mark. Known him a long time. He's one of the best. Radio play-by-play guys. He, he has really grown and blossomed. Pick your adjective and, and evolved. And you can always tell. Uh, I was kidding him when we were in in Indianapolis. I said, "Wow!" I said, "Now even the support people underneath, <laughs> they're like, hey, Kesty, how you doing?'" I said, "Never mind the coaches and players who know him and have a lot of respect for him." But it's like all the people at the arenas that, like, "Hey, Mark, how you doing?" So now, how do you think? How do you like this petite serrat? Now, this isn't a pino. Uh, it's a petite, petite. It's got to breathe a little bit, but... Well, you even gave Ryan some. Yes. He is 23, so we have carded him when he came in. <laughs> now, how old does Ryan Hassey look to you, though, John? 12. That's what I said, right? And there's nothing wrong That's with the that. the same number we said, 12. Yeah, 12. That's does it. He not look, he's not Amish, but he's from the Amish country in Lancaster ah, up there. Okay. Have you been up there, John? Yeah, yeah. I've gone through. It must be the fresh way, air yeah. out there. It keeps him it young, is. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> he not really have fresh air. He smell cow poop. It's like it, that's it's, fresh. It is fresh. Well, you and I don't look our age. So. No, we don't. It's not about looking age. When you're young, when you're when you're twenty and you look like you're eighteen, that's not bad. Right. When you're forty and you look seventy, that's bad. That's bad. That's bad. That's that's, that's a bit worn out hard <clears> and uh, <throat> that. So what are we gonna have Italian? Now you you're an Irish guy, but you love Italian food. Now I know you love all food. My wife has always said that she could, uh, you know. Put Alpo on a plate in front of me and throw tomato sauce on it, and I'd say seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making that line up you, either. You don't have a discerning palate. Uh, well, if it's good tomato sauce, I mean, <laughs> exactly, it's got to be good. You can't put crappy sauce yeah. on dog meat. You know, if it's good, dog. if it, if it, if it's good, uh, you know, arrabbiata, puttanesca, ah, yes, exactly. yes. bolognese. Uh, I'm in. Now we're not going to go to Labor Two, even though it's a great restaurant, right. because. I'm just starting up this show here, and I need to make... I, 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 what I've made this last two weeks, I couldn't pay for dinner there. Because we're just starting this baby up. Okay. Now, you're going to follow on Twitch.tv, Bruno Nation Live? Sure. It's huge. Twitch is... You know about Twitch, right? Yeah, you were telling me about it this morning. Yeah, it's, it's, it's huge. <laughs> it's huge. But there's a certain generation that's never, right. ever, ever exactly. heard of it. And if you're not a gamer, you probably haven't heard of it. It is just now starting to become a big platform mm. for uh, talk radio of, exactly. of all genres. Like the station in Boston, the Sports Hub, the big station. Right. Yeah. They're over-the-air radio, but their video content is all streamed on Twitch. Twitch, okay. So I that's gu- what's I happening. guarantee my son... is. 
fully on board. And, JJ, and so, yeah. Now, what's he do? He he went to law. He went to school locally as well, right? So he went to St. Joe's. St. Joe's. Hawk. He's a hawk. The played, hawk will played, never die. Played played rugby. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and you remember, you guy. He grew up in White Plains, where you lived forever. Yep. In White Plains, New York. So he comes, and I didn't even know he was going to St. Joe's because I hadn't seen you for a couple of years. And then we went to Dr. Jack's uh, Memorial Mass. Memorial yeah. Mass. Right. I, I saw JJ, who I knew when he was like yeah. a little, little kid. Yeah. And here he is, graduated, graduated from St. Joe's. Now, was he responsible for the firing of Phil Martelli? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Phil's, he'll get another job. Twitch. And don't forget to subscribe, too. Because it's good stuff, Chief. And this is the other... you got to go to this place. Monkey Knife Fight. Oh, I've heard of that place. Yeah, the guy who on, runs Vivid Video created this. It's a, it's, a, it's a sports gambling site. But it's not really gambling because it's, it's fantasy. Uh-huh. But it's not just like, like the FanDuel and DraftKings. Mm-hmm. This is like parlay bets during games. So you can sit at home and you know you bet on a $2 parlay. And, and then you win and you have it a bank account. And it's a great, great, great... Uh, App right now. Is that vivid as in Stormy Daniels vivid? No, I don't think she ever was a vivid girl. I don't I don't know if they ever had her. But Vivid is the company that you know I, I, But I, she could have been. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure she's done a couple of roles she, in the, she has colleagues. Yes. yes, she does. Okay. No, but they're good. They've been good to me. I mean, out in LA, I met them and all the girls would come in and do football picks. You know, people have like animals do picks. They and, didn't ask you to star cameo? Well, I mean, I I dabbled, let's say that. I dabbled. <laughs> I would be the guy in the mask in some of the movies that you didn't see. I've actually, I was actually at several video shoots of the videos. The masked crusader. Not the masked magician. Not the masked stunad. It's 402. We're in overtime, and I got to do the derby picks. Now, are you playing the derby this weekend, Chief? Uh, well, once. Uh, who was the other favorite that uh, dropped out now after Omaha Beats? Did, uh, did the, another another one went by the bait. Not the 11 of- horse. Michael, was it? Heichel, yes. So Heichel's out. So right. we didn't have Heichel in the mix anyway. Okay. So there's 19 horses in the field. I'll take I'll take anything Baffert's training. <laughs> well, he's got like three of the horses. I know in. he does. So I got Heichel scratched the number 11 horse, and we know the uh, early the early favorite Omaha Beach. So I'm going to give you my superfecta locks, okay? And what I do is I post them after I make the bet. I get the ticket so people don't say, "Oh, you didn't say that on <laughs> right. the show," uh-huh. and then you went out. I'll, I'll dabble because I'll play a lot of stuff because the Derby is where we can win big. If you mix in some of the long shots mm-hmm. yep. and you get a superfecta that pays pretty big. And so here are my selections if you're scoring at home. I need some music though. Get, wait, I have it here, Robin. Let me get you some. Does the does wait, the I, Kentucky can I, Derby have can I, can I use the say the punchline? What's the punchline? If you're scoring at home? Yes, go ahead. And if you are, congratulations. Exactly. <laughs> oh, it's a little hot. Yeah, it is a little hot. Hold on. Here, I'll bring it down. You write it down? Okay. You ready, Chief? You're writing these down? Hold on. Your superfecta winners. I'm jumping on the Tacitus bandwagon too. Deal or no deal? It is. That's what it is. It's the thinking music. Now, just just to keep things. I'm going to put the eight in, in. In theme, even though that's in the background, I'm just. You have any? Start, yeah. You have any horse music? I'm just going to start you off with this. Yeah, that's right. In the Kentucky Derby. And down the stretch they go. War is another term that we use to describe the great uh, Dave Johnson, the voice of the Kentucky. I can't do the horse thing. There you go. There you go. You're welcome. 
And now approaching the starting gate at Golden Gate Fields. I'm gonna take the, here's, here's the mix, Chief. Write it down, eight. The eight horse, Tacitus. Again, these are boxes. I'm not picking a straight out winner because you don't make any money on that crap. Eight, five. You put the eight and the five in there. Eight, five. The five horse, of course, is improbable, the favorite. One of the Bob Baffert horses. Then you're going to put in the 13 horse, Code of Honor, Shug McGahee's horse. You a big Shug McGahee fan? Yeah, he's been quiet. I mean, in, in terms of the, you know, the the big stakes, I think he's been quiet. Yeah, he's for never a while. won a Derby. Right. He's a good Irish guy. Yeah. And Hank Goldberg knows him, and Hank's gotten some good words about this horse. But he had a he had a run there. Yeah. in nineties was yep. that that he. But had... he never won. He still has not right. won a Derby. So he got eight, five. 13, 16, and then I'm going to throw in 20. So Hank Goldberg and I are pretty much on the same wavelength here. So 8, 5, 13, 16, 20. You got that? Box it. 8, 5, 13, 16, 20. One dollar box on five horses, Chief. You know what that is? How much? What's well, 24 on a 14 box? If you take four t- horses and you box them, all four horses, it's uh-huh. $24. So as you add a horse, it becomes more. So I'm using five horses right now. Eight, five, 13, 16, 20. I'm going to box five. Okay. But I'm not going to do eight and five and then this, 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 and this. You're and not going to wheel in some other ones? I may, but you add. Shots? What you do is you add. So then the box right. continues. But it becomes more expensive that way. Now, a box means that it doesn't matter what order they're Correct. in. Correct. It means the five could win, the 13 could win, the 16, the eight. So, so you're boxing those five, four. The boxing the four top horses, uh-huh. eight, five, 13, and 16. But because there's 20, 19 horses in the field, you got to allow for somebody else to sneak in there. And so you do. Especially some long shots that could pay out big Yeah, but money. I'm not taking the 50 to one. I'm not taking Gray Musician at 50 to one and Master Fencer or Master Bader. If he wasn't in there, I wouldn't take him. Okay. I would watch him, though, but. Yes. Uh, <laughs> are we just going up the corner to the social club to see Angie and then to make this No, we're going to go right down near the sports complex. There's a turf club right there. Ah. Yeah. The turf club's right near the, in the shadows of the ballpark. There's oh. no racetrack, but there is a turf club. Okay. And they got now they do sports gambling in there, too. So they do the horses, and that's where I always go. I usually go and Saturday morning. And that's where morning. the new casino is going to be built. Yeah, they tore down that old Holiday Inn that was there. Oh, right. Yeah, right near okay. the, It's closer to the baseball park yeah. in the parking lot. Yeah. And now it's been there as a turf club. It's where Ray, Ray Rhodes used to live in there every day when he was the Eagles coach. That's, that's he would right. go right from the stadium right to the and, and bet all the horses around because they got you know simulcasting <laughs> from the whole country, and he'd sit in there and play the ponies. Now when you go into those places, it's all guys in their seventies and eighties sitting around playing the horses in a smoke filled room. Brett Musburger and I, there, <laughs> and I don't think it's there anymore. But in in Indianapolis, there used to be uh, like a teletrack bar. And he and I went in there one night between games, Eastern Conference Finals, it, you know, after, after it was the off day, I, whatever. So he was like, what do you think, kid? You want to go in? Well, like, yeah, okay. So we'll go in. We'll have a beer or two. And, and they're running trots and, fl- and paid from all over the country. And there was a horse, uh, Duke's uh, Dandy Duke or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I said, Brent, we have to bet this horse. And he goes, the horse is you know, like 20 to 1. I said, Duke, Dan Davis, Duke, who was part of you know the sports beat with Absolutely. Brent Musburger. Absolutely. I said, we have to bet this horse. So we're only betting like $2, $4. We're not betting Sheep a lot bastards. of bastards. We are. We are. <laughs> well, I mean, me compared to, to Brent's bankroll. No, no, come on. Anyhow, 
the race goes off. Here comes the Duke. <laughs> it's four wide, comes down the stretch, wins at the wire. Well, we were going crazy. And I turned it to, and so we won, I don't know, what that, what did it pay? 40 or, yeah. or something? Yeah, you're not, you're not 30, retiring. 38, we were, but, but we just had the one, like, $2 bet on it, a $4 bet on it. <laughs> and I said, Brent, I said, don't be surprised if there's some little, you know, blurb in a paper tomorrow. Like, <laughs> Musburger hits it big. <laughs> <laughs> Musburger, an unknown companion, hit it big last night at Teletrack. Wow. You know, it was, we had, you know what? We, we weren't betting a lot of money. We had a lot of fun. A uh, couple of winners. Dan, Dan got a kick out of the story when I told him. The great Dan Davis. The great Dan Davis. Now, well, Scrapple we, we, Joe is saying that I you know, can, can do, do yeah, 10, 10 cent. cent super boxes. Exactly. Nobody does that shit. It's like playing penny slots. I'm sorry. You're going to do a 10 cent super box sheet. Well, you did $2 win bet. When you so. don't yeah. when you don't know what you're doing though, that's a great way to get started to kind of get a feel of what how it works and you know, a $1 you know. trifecta or a superfecta is not you're not breaking the bank. It's not like right. you're you're not like you're going to go to Gamblers Anonymous if you bet $100 on the on the Kentucky Derby and mix in some different horses. You have a chance. It's all about odds. Yes. The odds of winning when you win you're going to win money. It's not going to be a two to one. It's not going to be laying one twenty to win a hundred on an NBA game. Right. That's what makes the horse racing so appealing. Mm-hmm. You get the odds, and sometimes you hit. I've hit a bunch of superfectas over the years with the Derby. We used to when we were in Connecticut, we had to go to the OTB there right. when we would bet when I was at ESPN back in the nineties. So Dean said. Uh, you're going to continue to lose, not win. When I gave the horses out, and he said, "Don't panic, we have the picks though." And it's 10, 11 minutes out. We don't normally go overtime. This isn't John Buchigross here. We don't have the overtime <laughs> are, challenge because it's a special Red Wine Friday. Yes. This is our very first Red Wine Friday in the wine cellar. Chentan, by the way, John, do you like that? Chentan, you like that? Chentan, which means a hundred years, which right. is how long we're going to be keeping doing this if we sit around in the stupid basement doing shows. And Ryan, um, you like that? So, so uh, thank you. And if anybody else is joining us and mm-hmm. has opened up a bottle of wine, let us know. We are going overtime. Yes, we know. That's fine. Because we do We have, do what the hell we want here. We, We're like Jack FM. We can do whatever the hell we want. We play whatever we want. And we have not gotten to a lot of things. Like, we did not do a squirrel update. I know. Where's um, the squirrels? They they are they are sleeping. We rescued right squirrels outside of our house again for in the here? second time yeah, in three years. Yeah, they're, they're sleeping. And We're taking them to the wildlife refuge tomorrow. But Robin has been... Every day has been feeding them uh, Similac. Yeah, don't say I was nursing them because that sounds wrong. Yeah, that wrong. doesn't sound. <laughs> but these little babies, we're going to pan release. fry them. They're pretty tasty. Yeah, they're little, they're yeah you put them in a uh, little olive oil, a little garlic. Yeah. They're they're almost quite ready. They're almost pan ready. Yeah. Yeah, it's very nice of me to fatten them up. Isn't <laughs> it? <laughs> no, they're cute little things, and we don't want them to die. The moms, no. you know, what happens is they, they they're born. Their moms either die, get hit by a car. A, you know, right. an electric pole, they get electrocuted. And then these poor babies don't have anywhere to go. Right. And so they're always outside. And two years ago, we got five of them, and we, we took care of them. And then we bring them to the, uh, the what's the name of the place? Uh, the Schuylkill Valley Rescue Center. The Schuylkill Wildlife Center. And the great thing about that is because it's right up in, uh, in, the, park. in the park, when they're ready to be released uh, back into the wild... It's the most perfect place for them exactly. to be. So. so they can fend for themselves. So we're just the doing... only thing that they have to worry about then are coyotes and uh, birds of prey. Exactly. But hey, it's better than cars. 
Damn right. Um, Are we humanitarian? Should we get some sort of special, like PETA award or some or PETA pocket or something at least <laughs> Peter to pocket. commemorate it? Yeah, yeah we get a PETA pocket. PETA pocket. Except those always burn your mouth. Have you every single PETA pocket that you ever have? Because they put they you you have to put them in the microwave in those little box. Who puts things? them in a damn microwave. A PETA pocket you put in the microwave, and they have the box that makes it brown. And no, it you buy a makes PETA. it into into lava. No, but when, I don't. I'm not talking about the ones you buy in the freezer section and stick in the microwave. I'm talking about the one you go to up the Greek stand where you go to a, a ghetto place. Well, then they're not called pita pockets. What they're are called, they called? They're called um, like either a hero or yeah. a. But no, I'm not talking about the frozen pop pita pocket. You get anything sandwich. frozen when you have the, the aluminum thing that you put it on, like the pizza, and yeah. you rewarm it, and it's supposed to make it toasty. You're thinking of like hot pockets, hot pockets. Don't they make pita pockets? Like I don't know. They make hot pockets. And you're right. They get scalding in there. It's like lava. It, it is doesn't like matter. Lava. They're like lava. I only eat all natural, except Alpo with tomato sauce. Exactly. Anything <laughs> with tomato sauce. Well, Chief, it's great to see you. We're going to break some bread, break some tables, break some bottles of wine. Maybe break some, break some Break some balls. <laughs> we can say that on here. We don't have okay. to worry about that shit. That's fabulous. We can say whatever we want. I don't, we can say the, I don't even drop the F-bomb because it's just not necessary. Sometimes I gave somebody tips today. Remember back in the day when you couldn't say... Jesus Christ. What was the term that you used? Like Tommy Lasorda and a lot of people would use it instead. Vincent Price. Vincent Price. It would be Vincent Price. And then you could post that because it wasn't profane and you couldn't print it in the newspaper. So you'd say Vincent Price instead of Jesus Christ. And you know, a lot of Catholics didn't like it. Like my mom, if I ever said Jesus Christ, my mom would slap me in the face. So Vincent Price is another one. And what's the other one? Fudge instead of... Cripes. Cripes sake. Cripes Or crikey's. But then crikey's. you get killed by a stingray, though, if you do that. Don't you, if you say crikey's? Uh, yeah. Oh, no, that's a different guy, right? <laughs> no, no, that no, is, no, that was that's him. That's the same that guy, you, yeah. That was him. You're spot on. I was thinking, it was the guy, the Australian guy with the knife. That's not a knife. This is a knife. He's still Crocodile Dundee. He's yeah. still alive, right? No, I think he's dead, no, right? No, Paul... Uh, Paul Hogan? Yeah, no, is he still alive? He's still breathing, yeah. Is, is he? he? Yeah. I thought he was dead. Why no. do I... Are you sure? He was banging that, that blonde chick who was in a bunch of Linda his movies. Linda Kozlowski. That's great Linda Kozlowski knowledge right there, Chief. I thought so. That's a great job. Last thing, we mentioned it earlier. I've known you as the chief forever, and now we live in a very, very PC world. He is still alive. Paul Hogan. He is. He's 79 years old. I may be retired, but I'm still... Exactly right. He was doing doing the Foster's commercial uh, forever. Mm. I'll throw shrimp on the bobby. Shrimp on the bobby. Yeah, that's where that started. Now they got caught. Did you see the cocaine shrimp story? It was a place that had somebody bought bought shrimp, and and it was... Instead of flour, it was like breaded with Coke. <laughs> wonder what they charged Damn. for that. I don't think it was at an Applebee's, though. No, there was cocaine and shrimp. I love coconut shrimp. I've yeah. never done the cocaine shrimp, though. What do you think is better, Chief? Coconut shrimp or cocaine shrimp? Um, well, the cocaine shrimp could kill you. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Well, e- either either because you have an anaphylactic, uh, whatever the hell that is, reaction. Yeah. Or, now, or, probably prior to eating cocaine shrimp, you would probably say, oh, yeah, coconut shrimp, absolutely. But then maybe after you've had cocaine shrimp, then you're addicted and you're like, oh, my God, the cocaine shrimp are the most amazing thing ever. I think if you have cocaine shrimp or coconut shrimp, you must have a nice... Uh, uh, mango uh, chutney remoulade that uh, you dip it in. Remoulade. Right? Remoulade, yes. Oh, oh, oh. You think I'm just some student from South Philly? No, no, I, think, no I, I know think, better than hey, that. Hey, yo, what's the matter with you? I know better than that. You think I'm Mike Francesa? <laughs> the, no. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta chutney get... is 
a chutney. sauce. Chutney is chutney. A remoulade is a remoulade. No, I'm saying I didn't say it. I didn't call it chutney. I said a nice. Uh, you said mango chutney remoulade. A mango remoulade. Okay. You know what just, I mean? Just, yes. Just setting you straight. Okay. I, I listen, Robin. You, what do you think I did? Johnny Busick, the chef at the, AKA Flat Flyer dude. Bobby the Sheep. Oh, Bobby the Chief Taylor. Johnny Busick was the chief. Right. So now the, the chief of the Boston Bruins, exactly. Bobby the Chief Taylor, former Flyer goaltender, back up to Bernie Perrant in the Cup eras, and then went to Tampa and was doing the uh, the, the, the the Lightning broadcast for a long, mm-hmm. long time. And I think he retired down there. Like Bobby Clark lives in Tampa. A lot right. of guys. Paul Hogan, the other one. Uh, King, what's his name? Uh, the, the wrestler. Not Paul Hogan. Hulk, Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Terry Berea or something, whatever his name yeah, yeah. is. Balea or something. Terry Balea. Right. His real name, Hulk Hogan, Tampa Bay guy. But anyway, the point is, Craig Berube is the chief, too. So the term the chief, is that politically incorrect because of the world we live in? Because the chief does not necessarily connotate uh, a Native American, when right? I, when, when Tony told me and introduced me to you and said we were going to meet the chief... Never in a million years did it occur to me that that could be a an American Indian kind of. I immediately went to like chief of the organization. Yeah, the chief of the, police, the big boss. The chief. That's that's right. the image that right. came to my mind. Not American Indian chief. Although many of the hockey players and people who are, call themselves the chief or nicknames, they did have Native American blood in them. Right. So it can be. It's a. It's a. It's like an old stadiums in the seventies, like Veterans Stadium, Three Rivers, Pittsburgh, multi-purposed. Chief is a multi-purpose word. It's not racist because it can be used to talk about the chief of police, right? The uh, the Indian chief, guys who have or I mean, Johnny Busick was part Native American, I believe. Yeah. He was chief, chief engineer. Chief engineer. There you go. See, yeah, that's that's where that's where my mind went. Chief of patrol. Exactly. Now, uh, Chief Jay Strobo, but he was a you know, he was a wrestler. I did that earlier. The great chief with the tomahawk. The tomahawk chop is something that people are sick of. Florida State does it, right. the Braves. And I just hate it, not because it's offensive to Indians. It's just annoying. It's like the wave. People still do the damn wave in ballparks. <laughs> now, we're over time. We're going to be ending it. But because we love how minds work, yes. here's one last image for Fridays. Because this is where your mind goes whenever you hear this word. And this is thanks to the Prime Minister of Japan, who recently visited Canada. Yeah, you saw this, right? I did. Abe. And uh, that's, that's his last name. Not Shin- A. And I was in Canada when. Oh, were you there when he was we there? Were, sh- yeah, Shin- that's right, because he Shinzo, went to the Raptors game. Shinzo Abe yes. was given a very Canadian gift. Yes, he did. Um, you know they have specially made door knockers. It wasn't the Stanley Cup because they haven't seen a Stanley Cup in Toronto for like 50, 60 years. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, these these uh, dignitaries from other countries come and they, they are given all these native-type gifts. And you think that, well, they'll probably put them in a storage unit or give them to one of their... Right. their no. Shinzo loved his gift so much that he took a, f- a video of him... Putting it up, and it is a very special. I didn't even see that. I heard the story, but I didn't see the video. Have you seen the video, Chief? No. Let's go to the tape here because we could show tape on this, and it's yes. going to. You're not going to see it live on there. You're going to hear it. Uh, but is he talking in this, or is it just no, him this doing is, his and thing? There's like a there's like music over this, 
And it shows both him and his... Oh, it shows him hammering. So he's hammering it. He's Stop ha- the hammering. Oh, no, that was uh, MSNBC. He's that was, uh, hammering uh, it. Lawrence, oh, what's his name? Oh, Lawrence, Lawrence O'Brien. And Lawrence those, O'Donnell. Oh, Lawrence O'Brien was the commissioner of the NBA right. back in the day. So but, he's but, not, but another part of the Kennedy Mafia. Exactly. Yeah. Now, he's hammering... Is this his door? Is this at home back in Japan? This is back in Japan. So he took and in the, a minute, you will see his wife as well utilizing. Is he hammering his wife too in the background, I hope? <laughs> that might be coming up next. But this is because you know what Canada is known for. Uh, a lot of things, but beer, Molson's. Uh, and beavers. Beavers. Beaver. This is a beaver knocker. Jer- Jerry Mathers is the, yeah. is the Canadian master. Shinzo Abe. There nice you have beaver. it. Nice beaver, as as in the great. Uh, <laughs> Do, shall, shall we just one more time because it's so this. very short. So it's a beaver knocker. It's a knocker. Beaver. So it's like a little beaver that's sculpt, sculpted out of wood. It's not like an uh-huh. actual dead beaver. <laughs> no. It's like a sculpture, a wooden sculpture of a beaver. I'm gonna play it again. Okay, I love the song. Dude, it's I got know. a good beat. You, so he put this up. In Japan. Yes. And then later on, the sushi chef came out and sliced it up real thin and put some seaweed <laughs> on it, and they ate it, and they pretended that it was really good shit sushi, man. And it's a no- so it's a door knocker. So you have a combination of two of my favorite words, Bieber and knocker. <laughs> and on that note, ladies and gentlemen... I mean, how, 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 what, what better way to end the week? I, I, nice beaver, by the way. Nice beaver. I, I am so privileged to have been part of this. <laughs> you can't, you know, you can say you've been on a lot of shows, Chief. You're at ESPN Radio, forever. TV, video extravaganza. You're not getting this on any post game shows on the Absolutely NBA. Absolutely not. You're not getting this anywhere else except right here live every day. Ernie, Kenny, Shaq, Jet, <laughs> Charles, they have nothing on you, pal. No, those guys are the best. Did you see the fishing thing with the boat? The, the oh graphics. Oh my god, we were phenomenal. laughing so hard. It is phenomenal, especially uh, uh, <clears throat> Chuck's little girly pink. Yeah, it's a little girl's fishing yeah, it's rod. A fishing it's rod. It was stuff. fantastic. John Martin, ladies and gentlemen. Now, are you on Twitter? Are you on social media? You stay away from that shit. I stay away from that shit. That's it's a good, good job, job out, out of you. you. Thank you very much. <laughs> like, like most, uh, like like QB Brown doesn't have a Twitter feed. Does no, eighty-five. We, we got QB texts now. I think. Oh, does he? Or he reads them anyway. So. Is he on Tinder or any of those sites? You know, when you get older, you got to look for some action. You know what I'm saying? If he is, he's under a pseudonym. Yes, he is. And he's probably, uh, you know, has just a certain body part showing. Exactly. John Martin, we'll see you on Sunday at the Wells Fargo Center, Game 4, Sixers Stone Cold Guaranteed Lock, Chief. They're playing very well. And I, and I actually want to—I want to thank Robert King, uh, the new media uh, manager of media PR, uh, who you got know us, Robert over there at the sure. Sixers. We, he he got us the credentials last minute because it was a last-minute request to have you there. Because so I'm going to be doing Australian TV post-game oh, you're shows. Oh, go, you're going to be on hand Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I'll oh, be in fabulous. the field. I'll yes. be on the floor pre-game. I'll be down there with Meek. AI and all the other dignitaries. All, all your homeboys. All my homies, man. Deshaun Jackson and I. There you go. We go way, way, way back. Way, way, way back. And, of course, I'm going to wear a hat just like uh, Zach Ertz did last night. <laughs> One of those, what do you call them, Robert? Torero hats or Bolero, Bolero hats. Yeah. <laughs> and then we played a little, of course, Bolero. I have a Bolero jacket, but I don't have a Bolero hat. We'll have to buy one. Bummer. In the meantime, I want to thank John Martin, the chief. 
Not because he's Indian, but because he used to call everybody Chief. That's the moral to the story, right? That's how you got the nickname? Uh, That's how it started. Yeah, Yeah, he would say, Chief, can you get me some tape after the game, Chief? Yeah. And so that's how he became known as the Chief. Yeah. In the meantime, have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you Sunday. We'll be doing all kinds of stuff at the center, the Wells Fargo Center, Sixers, Toronto. Don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. And God bless America. It's still the greatest country on earth. Damn it. Thank you for listening to the Tony Bruno Show on Bruno Nation Live. Don't forget to subscribe on the Twitch mobile app so you don't miss any of Bruno Nation's hilarity and hijinks because it is definitely must-watch radio. Of course, you can catch the archived audio on your favorite podcast app like Spreaker or iTunes. Plus, if you subscribe via Twitch, you can watch any of our archived videos. We hope to see you back here every Monday through Friday. See you soon. Bye.